Welcome to episode 71 of the Misanthropod. I'm Snipe, and as always, I'm joined by Whip. Say hello. Hello. And I am also joined by Drummer Matt. Say hello. Hello. How are you lovely gentlemen doing today? I'm, I'm doing okay. We've, we've taken a few days off from doing channel stuff. and Because of that famous YouTuber burnout. And I'm already feeling a lot better. That's oh, um, good to hear. So, yeah. Uh, in other words, back on, back on the, the hamster wheel. Um, <laughs> but no, Our life no, is constant work and pain. Uh, no, no, it's it's fine. I, I just needed a few days to to not. You're still technically on holiday because I'm fucking telling you you are. Yeah, yeah. but if I, but I, I'm, it's useful because now we've got several extra days to do things rather than having to rush in the days that I do yeah, have yeah, left. Yeah. So I'm going to start work again, but at a, a much reduced. And less stressful pace. pace. Yeah. So yeah. It's all yeah. fine. Um, but yeah, how are you, Matt? I, I well, I well. Snipe? Huh? Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> Just fine. I'm fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's I'm fine. fine. Everything's I'm fine. fine. How are you? Great. <laughs> so, Hubbo Wiblet. Yes. The Wibbledictus Manufactorum. What have you been doing these past two weeks? Weeks. Well, for a start, petitioning you to not ever call me that again. What wiggle Wibble Dictum? Yes. <laughs> yeah, but what did Wibble do? Wibble dictum. Because of the penis. It sounds like Wibble dict M. M being an apostrophe. Like, you, you know, you put the apostrophe in to kind of show that you've omitted letters. So that's kind of like a, uh, like you're saying them, but you cut out the TH, put the apostrophe. So it's Wibble dict um instead of Wibble dict them. Cause I, that's... I think I speak for everyone when I say, get on with it. <laughs> you see, I was just letting her just roll with it. That I'd... is a dangerous thing to do because you know I won't shut up. I, I, I was <laughs> it just never ends. <laughs> I was going to see how how deep the hole got. You know, that's why Wibble Dick. <laughs> hey, <wee. laughs> so yes, I did some things. I shall talk about them now to move us on from this place. Please. Oh, uh, the first thing I have to mention is a video game that I have been playing. That is not a new video game, it's actually a very old video game, Get but out. it is one that is a bit of a pain in the ass to run on a modern system, so I uh, found a, uh, a modern patch for it. Uh, the game in question being Roller Coaster Tycoon 2. Oh, nice. So, m- my very first question to you is, back in the day when these games were, you know, the shit? Yes. Um, were you a Roller Coaster Tycoon person or a Theme Park person? Well, I initially really liked Theme Park. Um, I used to play it on a friend's Super Nintendo. Uh, I really liked it. Um, but when I got my first proper PC, because, I mean, we had, like, an old Windows 3.1 machine that we got, like, many years after the fact. Oh, dang. Uh, that wasn't great. But later on, we got a, a proper machine, and that came with Roller Coaster Tycoon 1. So that then became my jam. Okay, okay. And uh, yeah, and then I eventually got Roller Coaster Tycoon 2 and it came out. Now, the mod that I've got is called Open RCT 2. 
Now, what that does is fix a <laughs> lot of arse. issues. <laughs> Open arse. <laughs> yes, yes. Open arse, E.T. <laughs> it's one of those days, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, oh, it is. Apparently. <laughs> Sexy giggle day. Um, but so, yeah, this, this mod does a lot of things. Um, because if you, you know, if you never played it for some reason, uh, Roller Coaster Tycoon, you build like theme parks and, you know, heavy emphasis on roller coasters, obviously. What, in Roller Coaster Tycoon? Yes. Oh, dang, okay. Yes. Um, and it's all. Do you um, get the little swan mobiles that you can drive across water? Yes. Really? Yeah, as far as I remember, oh, uh, that's just so that's just cool. a type of like um, boat you can set up. Oh, okay, swan boats are legit. Yeah. That's pretty cool. <laughs> um, but it was a nice old isometric game, so you know, all it's all pixels rather than 3D rendered. Um, and running it on a modern machine has some issues. One is that it doesn't run at modern resolutions, so it looks weird. And if you do run it at high resolutions, everything's way too small. Um, and little things that you don't take for that you um, take for granted now, like the ability to alter the audio levels at all, is just not there. Yeah, sound is either on or off. So, <laughs> if say hypothetically you want to stream it and you want to have some control over your audio, yeah, no, you just don't get that. <laughs> um, but what this mod does is it fixes like lots of little things like that. Um, what it does, it, it sort of installs and it like rips the files from wherever you've got the original game installed. So like if you've got it on Steam or whatever, because I've got like the Triple Thrill pack, I think it's called, is the the big pack of it. I mean, I had them physically as well, but I think I got them. I think I got them on Steam for like next to no money one day. Um, and. It um, adds in, yeah, the ability to alter your your volume and lots of tiny little quality of life upgrades. Like when you place down a shop, it automatically opens because there's no reason to have it closed, really. Um, The maintenance guys who walk around, they have mowing grass turned off by default because I don't know if anyone remembers this, but what used to happen with your maintenance guys is... You'd pop them down, and then they'd go off mowing the lawn, and then you'd wonder why the paths were so dirty, and then you'd realise that all five of your maintenance men were at the arse end of the park, all mowing the lawn. <laughs> Good. That sounds like a euphemism. It does. God, <laughs> all my janitors were mowing the lawn, if you know what I'm saying. But yeah, lots of little touches like that that they've they've changed just to make the make just the general experience a little bit smoother. And of course, it runs at modern resolutions. And more importantly, when it runs at modern resolutions, you can then scale it up so it doesn't end up super tiny, which is a problem when running a lot of old games at modern resolutions. Um, but it is really, really good. I can definitely recommend it um, if you are a fan of Roller Coaster Tycoon anyway and you want to play the old, old games. So I don't know if they have one for the original game, but this is obviously Roller Coaster Tycoon 2. But it's pretty great. I've been enjoying it a lot. I did do a stream of it um, just just on my own a little bit ago uh, and made a shit park. I have since remembered how to play the video <laughs> game, so I'll probably do another stream at some point uh, making a park where I actually sort of vaguely know what I'm doing. But yeah, <laughs> I have been enjoying it a lot. It is it, it is much fun. It's it's a bit a bit of nostalgia for me because that's that's like one of my for like there's. A handful of games, or I guess it's like three games that I would consider like my PC like origins, which <laughs> was Roller Coaster Tycoon, Wibble Dictus Origins, <laughs> which is Roller Coaster Tycoon, Total Annihilation, and Worms Armageddon. 
Those nice. were like the the three games that when I when I first got into like PC gaming, I played a sh- the shit out of. Yeah, but which voice pack did you use for Worms? I generally used um, the Angry Scots, which I assume would annoy our friend Longfang a lot. Yeah, he... I'm sorry, <laughs> man. I can actually hear screaming coming from Scotland right now. <laughs> Angry Scottish yelling. Here it comes. Uh, actually, uh, funny enough, I remembered it the other day. Uh, the does ever, Do you guys remember the Worms Armageddon theme tune that had the weird spoken word song like section of it? No. Not off the top of my head. Because I remember, like, I remember the theme, and I remember you telling me the other day, going, "Oh yeah, you don't remember the slam poetry section in the middle?" And I'm like, "No." <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm just going to pull it up very quickly. I thought like you look for worms and the next one is in children. Uh, what? Uh, oh my. <laughs> it's just like, oh god. So yeah, um, I won't read the whole thing, but yeah, um, it like, because the song goes on for like two and a half minutes, like the intro theme that starts on the menu. And usually you'll only spend like a minute on the menu. So you probably, in most instances, will never hear this, but it goes through like this kind of like late nineties like dance version oh. of the Worms theme. Oh, nice. No. And then suddenly, <laughs> this uh, a guy comes on and just and just does this kind of spoken word thing, going, "Many moons have passed since the Worms went to war. Onwards and upwards, bigger weapons than before. Boggy B took cover. He shivered on patrol. The arms race crazy, simply way out of control." This is quite an interesting. I recognise uh... the words. Yeah. Really? Um, yeah. Like, but yeah, there's a, there's a load of it. And the last verse I actually posted on Twitter and a bunch of people were like, I didn't realize that was Worms. I thought you were like quoting something from 40K. Because <laughs> it's like... <laughs> yes, Boggy B. Yeah, it's like... That's one of the lost Primarchs, don't you know? <laughs> it's like, and now it's the curtain call, the final onslaught. No better bullet could you possibly have bought. But spare a thought for Boggy and with it his friend. So fight with their honor and fight until the end. The Emperor protects. <laughs> and, and then once again, it goes into this ridiculous, you know, this, like, again, the dance version of the uh, Worms theme. It was really weird. And I, I'd played the game for, like, months before I ever heard it because normally you won't spend that long on the menu. And then one time, I think I, was, I happened to be doing something when I, after I loaded the game up. And then I was like, wait, what the fuck is that? Did you think you were having, like, a moment? <laughs> it was really weird. Um, but yeah, anyway, uh, enough of my nostalgia for um, early. Well, I say early, but early for me, PC experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, go play um, RCT2 if you ever wish to play uh, Roller Coaster Tycoon 2 again. It makes the game work a lot better. Um, you can alter the volume of everything individually, pick the right resolution, scale it up so it doesn't look too small. Loads of quality of life upgrades. It's good. Annoyingly, though, the feature that I would have loved to be still in it is not there anymore, which there was originally Twitch integration, oh. so that people in your chat and followers would be the names of all the guests. <gasps> That's so cool! Um, combined with the ability of, like, if people did a certain thing in chat, it would come up as a news thing in the game. <laughs> awesome. Loads of people throwing, like, hands with the swan boats. <laughs> That's what I would have been doing. But uh, the server that runs that, like, shut down. You can set up your own one, but it was way above my pay grade, yeah. as it were, to know how to do that. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, right. I couldn't do it. But I, I yeah, I, I wish that was still up and running. Um, but anyway, moving on from that, uh, I just have a little bit to talk about about um, the continued season two of Star Trek Discovery. Well, I mean, it is an episode of the podcast. You have to talk about Star Trek at least once. Hey, come on. Yeah. Basically, in the whole, in nearly the, the 
okay, I say nearly the whole intervening time between Discovery Season 1 and Season 2, but I did watch Enterprise. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I, I've spent literally... There's a month somewhere in the podcast history where I haven't talked about Star Trek. Maybe. Probably. It's unlikely. <laughs> and you're now going to spend the rest of your time making up for that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. It's fair. Um, I mean, what do people expect? It's practically... If this podcast had a theme tune, it, it involves Star Trek somehow. It's been a long... <laughs> that would be the theme tune. And then every time we've heard it, he'd fucking scream. I wouldn't scream, but my fists would involuntarily clench. <laughs> Um, but anyway, yeah, so Star Trek Discovery, continuing with Season 2. Um, see, uh, episode 1 was pretty good, uh, as I mentioned last time. Um, bit rushed, but f- a more adventure kind of tone. Uh, a bit more light-hearted, which is good, because the first season had a bit of a problem with that. Um, so we've had Episodes 2 and 3, and Episode 4 will actually be um, on Netflix, like, tonight. Oh. So um, I'll be watching that later. But... Um, but yeah, episode two did some good touches in making the show feel a bit more Star Trek. Because a lot of people said that the first season didn't feel very Star Trek, and I was one of them. And you know, it it a lot of the things you associate with it weren't there. But episode two of season two, I'm just going to give you a broad overview and tell me how Star Trekky this feels. Okay. So, following an anomaly. Okay, the, already that's the definition of Star Trek. The USS Discovery goes to a previously unexplored planet where they find a colony of people from a pre-warp civilization and they have to go down and not interfere with them whilst trying to understand where this signal is coming from is and that- ends up with a discussion about the concept of the Prime Directive or General Order 1 as it was called in that era. Question. Yeah. Are any of the aliens bangable? I mean, <laughs> I didn't say they were aliens. Were any of the people down there bangable? Oh, yeah, totally. Okay, then, yeah, it's definitely a Star Trek episode. <laughs> also, it was directed by Jonathan Frakes. Oh, my God! <laughs> so, no way! So, yeah, it was, an incre- it was a very Star Trek episode. Um, they also took the time to um, flesh out one of the bridge crew a bit who went on the away mission, uh, Lieutenant Owushikun. Oh, oh, oh. Um, who, O-O. yes, um, is referred to as O-O by people on, on the ship. And O-O. so it's written as O-W-O, which okay. is incredibly funny to me. Um, but yeah, they off, they're continuing to kind of flesh out those characters a little bit, which is good. I just want someone to, I just want someone to ask her, what's this? So she's like, O-O, what's this? I, I really hope someone does. Oh, that'd be so fun. Because memes. Because memes. But that would be fun. But yeah, it's been. It's, episode two was actually genuinely just good. It was it was very modern Star Trek, of course, but it was Star Trek, and I, the description I gave, is like about eighty percent of next gen episodes would fit broadly into that category. So yeah, um, Jonathan Frakes. It also talked about the Prime Directive not in a stupid way, which TNG was especially prone to treating it as this dogmatic kind of rule. Um, whereas it treated it a bit more in the spirit of the thing rather than the letter of it. Yeah. Uh, which is always good. Um, so, yeah, that was good. Um, episode three suffered from the same problems as episode one of being a bit rushed. However, it did do some some things that... I, I mentioned this, um, again, I mentioned this on Twitter, but I, I'm starting to believe that whoever is making season two must have read my tweets. They follow you on Twitter. <laughs> because it is like... And they're just they... like, Wib, Wibkun, please notice me. <laughs> because 
It really does feel like they've gone through an itemized list of every minor problem I have with Discovery and is trying to fix it. So they're like, okay, so the, the, the Spock thing is like purely nonsense, like it's purely vestigial. No, let's make it actually, if we're going to have it, let's make it important. Okay, it doesn't really feel Star Trek. Okay, let's make the most Star Trek episode possible. Oh, so the Klingons don't look like Klingons. Oh, well, let's tone down the makeup a little bit so that they look a bit more like traditional Klingons. Give them their hair back, which makes them look so much more like a Klingon. Give them back pink blood, which admittedly hasn't been canon since the fucking undiscovered country. But they were like, fuck it, let's just get, let's just go back and fix continuity blunders that weren't even continuity blunders. And they are talking about the reason why the ships look so fucking stupid in the Discovery Season 1 is because the houses were splintered and they didn't have a unifying look. And so basically, they were just like throwing aesthetic at a wall and see what stuck and yeah, just and trying to make something work. And now the Klingon Empire is beginning to be unified. They actually show a D7 cruiser, which is the ship they used in the TNA, the TOS era, <laughs> and show that and like this is the ship we will now use as unified uh, like empire. And it's like the, Pike is even shown to use a proper view screen, well, not a view screen, like a, a vid call kind of screen, rather than using the holograms they use everywhere else. So it's like they just keep going through all the little touches <laughs> that are kind of irritating and fixing them. Well, you know what you got to do now. Because the person who's made all those changes is obviously listening because they're completely obsessed with you. You've got to say thank you. Thank you to that one person. Uh, I'm I'm very grateful because... You know whilst, who you are, sexy pants. Whilst I have mellowed a lot on Discovery and I've come to accept that, you know what, it's a new interpretation and ultimately the show probably wouldn't last very long if it was just another Star Trek. It needs to be something modern... And it's probably best to try and reinvent something than just do the same thing over and over and over again. But I do really appreciate it because it's still doing its own thing, but it's it's just showing a little bit more respect to the old shows, which I can I can assume is probably going to help a lot of people get on board with it who had problems with season one. So I would say that though it's not perfect, like I say, the, the couple of the, the three episodes, two of them have felt a little rushed. It feels a lot more respectful of old Star Trek, if that's the thing that was the problem for you um, in season one. Also, um... I it, like the Lady Klingon. The Lady Klingon, Laurel. I like her. She's fun. She, apparently she's also a really cool lady. Yeah, Mary something her name is. Yeah, I can't I've remember heard that she's same. a badass. So. Yeah, she, she's cool. And, um, yeah, yeah, she, she's been pretty good, pretty good, and yeah, she's a bit of a badass as well. And, and it just... It just all comes across a bit better in this uh, this season. Um, so yeah. Also, um, I like Adrian Pimento. Oh yeah. So um, <laughs> Ash Tyler, the character from the first season, who if you haven't watched the first season, I won't spoil what's going. What he literally on like I'm at the computer and he shouts me over and goes, "This guy is Adrian fucking Pimento," and I'm like, "I am here for that." And he just. <laughs> He just looks. He, he he really does look a lot like Adrian Pimento. Like he's the, got the beard and he's got. Oh, it's not like, actually the same actor. No, 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 no it's okay. not Jason. I really wanted to ask because the same actor no. is in another show and he's basically the same character as well. He does. He does that character very, very well. But I just don't, I want to know if he can do something else. <laughs> yeah, no. It's, it's he just he has he has like a scraggly beard and he has like um like kind of longer hair, but he has it in like a bun. 
So, um, yeah. But there's just, he's got a certain, in, there's a couple of scenes where he has a certain intensity, and I was just looking at him going, he just really feels like, I actually kind of just want Fermento from Brooklyn Nine-Nine to be in this now, <laughs> of him just, like, beating up Klingons to on Kronos. To be fair, can you imagine how f- much fun Adrian Fermento would have just hanging around Kronos? Oh yeah, Kronos also looks like it's from, like it's fucking Mordor, for some reason. So it looks like Brooklyn as well. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I, I I've been quite enjoying enjoying this season. It's had a lot more life to it, a bit more, a, a bit less serious about everything. It's not been afraid to be a bit jokey. Um, it's starting to deal with Section Thirty One stuff, which the first season kind of hinted at, but didn't really do a lot with. Um, and this season is now going a bit heavier into it, which makes sense because what we saw in in episode three was probably there as the stealth pilot for the Section 31 series that's coming out so well, relatively soon. It's in that's, production now. That's like Federation Black Ops, isn't it? Yes. Except, just for those people who might not know. Yeah, Section 31 is... Yeah, no one um, here. Everyone here knows what's going on. <laughs> I mean, we do, obviously. I'm just explaining for the viewers who obviously won't know. Okay, section on. section 31 is due to a thing in the Federation Charter that basically states that in extraordinary circumstances, then the Federation's laws and ideals can kind of be suspended for want of it. It's, it's, it's more, it's, it's better written than that. It's basically like a, they have this purge on purge off button. Kind of. Um, so they can just turn <laughs> off the law. And it's section 31 of the Federation Charter and a group of the of Federation kind of splintered off and are kind of, of, of secretly funded to do all the kind of black ops shit behind the scenes because their justification is that the time to do this stuff and to suspend the ideals for a greater cause is all the time. Um, okay. So um, yeah, they've they've been featured. My they've appeared a couple of times in Deep Space Nine. They they were kind of integral to the plot, but they didn't appear that often. And they were also mentioned in Star Trek Enterprise. So they're not hugely mentioned, and they were hinted at in Discovery Season One with things. I mean, you could just go well. Obviously, that like not many people would know about that kind of stuff. Oh it's yeah, very it's, hush hush. The, the like. Starfleet admirals don't know about it. Yeah, so it ma- it, yeah. Like, canonically, it makes sense that it's not really mentioned yeah. that often. If you wanna, if you wanna no prize it. Yeah, um, but yeah, it looks like we're getting a series about it, and it is, um, you know, it was brought up in the last episode, and I'll be intrigued to see if we see more of it, or if hmm. that section of it was just a soft little pilot for what we'll what we'll see in the upcoming um, series. But yeah. Um, it was. I've I've been enjoying it. It's still still got its flaws, but I've been enjoying it. So good. Yeah. I'm glad. Um, but with that said, I will now turn over to the esteemed drummer Matthew. Drummed Matthew. Drummed Matthew. I keep forgetting <laughs> it's drummed Matthew. Yes. Yeah, I have been drummed. I did used to know a guy called Matthew Drummond. Oh. But he. That's like yeah. the evil version of drummer Matt. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I should probably mention uh, just before before I turn over properly. Um, just before this podcast, um, because we've we've bought a PS4 by the way, um, Bloodborne got delivered like literally five minutes before. We <laughs> That's why your section was quite short. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, like, okay, bye podcast. I so um, yeah, goodbye everyone. I'm playing for gonna play uh, Bloodborne. <laughs> okay, yeah, he's literally just gone. <laughs> Come back. We I need. Well, we might I need guess. you. <laughs> you probably need me. In the, you, we do need you because I'm just going to be like I'm going to start talking about something stupid like, 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 bat cow again. Okay, Matt, start. start See, talking. this is why we need you. 
All right, so first what up, just, just to wrap up on my Drust Cause evaluation from the la- last episode. Yes. Um, I finished it, or rather I finished the story. I didn't collect everything collectible because... Fuck that. I just feel like, yeah, games... Are... Anyway, whatever. I finished the storyline. <laughs> I still don't entirely know who anyone was or or why things happened, but... Oh, I know. I know that you're playing as a guy called Rico. Yes, you are. Yeah. See, yeah. I probably know more about the story than you do. <laughs> Possibly, just um, for that. But yeah, it was it was like watching a bad, like a action, like a bad action film. It was still entertaining enough to play it, but I wouldn't ever say it was good. Mm. Um, and just an example of that. So things that I discovered after moaning about it last time is just the plot is. So it's an open world game. So as such, you know, there's there's not towers that you go to viewpoints, but there's like settlements that you liberate and you slowly expand the map of baddie control to your control. So I did all that to start with because by unlocking extra like settlements and things, you unlock new weapons and various other bits of bobs. So I was like, well, I'll do that. I'll do some of that first because it's quite satisfying to take that off. And then I'll go through the plot in a bit. So I've so at this point, I've cleared the entire map and the whole map is basically under my control. And then in the story, it goes to a cutscene of the big baddie dictator guy in his house in the town that I freed under the house that I've bombed and like isn't his. <laughs> And he's just there chilling out with all of his goons. And it's just like, okay, that's a bit weird. But maybe he just <laughs> kept control of his big his plot of land in the town. And I just control the rest of the town. Okay, fine. I won't think too much about it. And then it gets later on. It's like, right, okay, this is a really important mission. Right, so this mission, we need to cut the power to this big base. Because that big base is using its weapons. And we can't defeat it. And we can't control that base until we've defeated this. I was like, yeah, but slight issue with that is that that base is already ours. And this mission is just going to cut the power to the base that we are currently running. Oh, I know what's going on. They just like they're just pranking each other. Or is it insurance fraud? It, I think it might than... be genuine insurance fraud. It's just I was like that. There's such an easy fix to that. You just say, okay, you can't reclaim this base until you've hit this waypoint in the story. It'd be you know slightly annoying. You'd be like, well, why is there this arbitrary limit on things? But at least it wouldn't. They wouldn't just be like, "Oh, just let's just pretend you haven't done that, and let's just go keep going with the story." So, were there enemies in the base, or was it still under your control? Sort of. Like there was some that spawn in, but then it's a bit awkward because there's like some of your guys are still sort of there, and it's I, I don't know because I haven't done it. I'm not playing it again to see what happens <laughs> if I do it properly or in the order they want yeah. me to. So I I'm, I don't know what to compare it to. So there were baddies there. It didn't seem like it didn't seem hard. But it's not a particularly hard game anyway, so I, I don't know if there's less than who knows. But it's just it's just all manner. Of, it's just a clusterfuck. <laughs> just to further my comments from last time. But I mean, if you get it for free, um, it's worth playing. But I wouldn't pay anything for it. <laughs> harsh words, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Slightly harsh, but if you want, there's there's be- there's better open world games out there if that's what you want. Mm-hmm. Um. So I moved on, and the next game I played, I played, I played two games. I'm on, I'm on a roll with this new game every episode. <laughs> yeah. So first up, I played the Octodad game. Oh, excellent! Which I have no idea where I got it, when I, when or where I got it from. But the I just saw it on my list of games that I hadn't installed ever, and I was like, okay, right, let's get on that. And yeah, it's pretty great. <laughs> it's just funny. How, how, like, oh god, it is so. Like, is it based off a comic or? a... No, something. No, or is I'm it just... aware. It's just literally just a just a little indie game. Okay. So for those who don't know, Octodad is where a game where you play as an octopus who is a dad and has a fam like a human family and has human children, 
and yeah. no one knows that you're an octopus. Apart from a crazed sushi, sushi chef. Yeah. Who who just keeps kicking the door into your house and trying to kill you. Yeah, and you just have to, like, throw garden gnomes at him and then he just goes away for a bit. <laughs> he just goes to be away. fair, if someone held a garden gnome at my head, I would probably leave. You don't throw his head, you throw it into his wood chipper or whatever it is that he's driving. Fair. Of course he's <laughs> yeah. driving one of the standard game, kitchen the, material. The game on. is a bit ridiculous, but it's good fun. You control it by... Instead of, like, you know, Wazda or a joystick controller or whatever, you on keyboard and mouse at least, you hold down the right mouse to lift up his right leg and then move the mouse to move it to where and then let go of the button and then do left click to move his left leg. And the whole point is that you have to try and get... Have you guys played it? You know, I feel like I have, I but like I'm I also have, pretty I sure I haven't, if you know yeah. what I mean. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, that, works, kind though. of the point of it is to get through situations without walking in such a stupid way that people realise oh, that you're not yeah. a human. You have like a suspicion bar, and every time you like yeah. completely kick over a table or something, <laughs> yeah. they go, "Wait, that's a bit weird." <laughs> yeah, but it's a dramatically long like suspicion bar, so you can do a lot of stupid stuff before they're like, "Hang on." It's like speaking as someone who does at least a hundred stupid things a day. I wish my suspicion bar was that long. <laughs> yeah, it like it opens up and it's a flashback to your wedding, how when when you met your your wife, and someone comes into the door and opens the door and sees you basically in full octopus mode and goes and gasps and you're like, oh, someone's going to notice. Fine, that's going to be what the game's about. And it goes, you're not even dressed yet. Find your tuxedo. <laughs> it's just like okay, right, okay, that's the sort of game it is. I will say my favourite part about Octodad is the fact that yeah, only the sushi, sushi chef knows that he's an octopus. But if he's literally just an octopus in a suit, like you can you can see the octopus hanging out and everything. Yeah, yeah and he, like but, octopus head, and he can't talk. And he can't. He just goes. And my favourite ever thing is that this kind of extends to like the fandom, for lack of a better word. So I've seen loads of people like. Like, they'll post, like, a picture of, like, oh, look at this cool Octodad cosplay. And someone will be like, I don't get it. That's just a standard, handsome, middle-aged father. <laughs> and, like, everyone will play yeah. along. And it's just so funny. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> it's like, oh, look at that. What a good dad. He's taking his kids to a convention. Yeah. He should have put on a costume, though. <laughs> so good. That is amazing. Yeah, good, it's a good game. It's only about two hours long. I don't know how much it'll cost, but I don't think it's much at this point. Nah. So, yeah, also, the theme of, tune is life-changing. The theme tune is amazing. So good. Yep. And just, I had I don't have much else to say about it, apart from the one interesting thing is, as I may have mentioned in podcasts before, Ruth doesn't really play video games that much. She wasn't brought up yeah. on games, and she never had a console or a PC for games yeah. as a kid or anything. She's, she's never she's really got into it functional people who go out, goes outside and eats fruit and shit. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. I got her to play it and she wasn't very good at it. But the point is, she was no worse at the game with the intention so the, the game it's got intentional bad controls because it's you're trying to it's trying to emulate you trying to walk around as an octopus. <laughs> so it's sort of not easy on purpose to so because if it was just easy there'd be no game. But she found the weird like completely fucked up controls, no weirder than just using a joystick or Wazda or any normal <laughs> input. Because and it's it's just a, it's just something interesting. Like we, you know, you take into into like you don't think about being able to control a computer game character because it's just yeah. what we've done for the last mm. twenty five yeah. well, I mean, years. We all, or like, if someone hands us a controller, you basically know you exactly know what all the buttons are. Something. You know yeah. you know what button's going to shoot, what button's going to jump, what joystick moves you around, probably. Mm-hmm. But, it's like we get frustrated when you play a game and it has a tutorial that does the whole uh, the whole oh mo- press WASD to move around and you're like yeah I fucking know but you, but sometimes you have to like take a step back and go 
every game could be someone's first game and mm. we go into every game with a lifetime of context of what buttons will likely be used for this? What buttons will likely be used for that? How how basic controls for a first-person game work? You yeah, know? I mean, like, that's the thing. It's like, controls, like, I mean, back when I was playing games, it was a wild fucking west when it came to controls. It was just <laughs> whatever the programmer felt like, because it was always one programmer. <laughs> and it's like, oh, yeah, it's just like, it's S, Y, right bracket, space bar <laughs> for your movement. And you're just like, fucking, like what? A what? 64 I mean, game. just yeah. remember that sentence from the next game I'm going to talk about. But Okay. <laughs> But yeah, um, so like basic stuff like movement is almost always standardized. So it's always mouse to look around, mm. WASDA, or like, like you know, left yeah. analog stick. But it's only because right to of look our, around. it's only because of our experiences we yeah. know that standard. Mm. Mm, exactly. Yeah, I just thought it was quite interesting that yeah, yeah, to her this this weird weird input system was no weirder than any other. Which I just thought was quite interesting. <laughs> oh, that is cool. Did um, she enjoy it though? Yeah, for the whole five minutes before she got bored. And then went outside and ate fruit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, that, yeah, that was only a couple of hours. So the next game I got, I was like, okay, let's get into something a bit meatier. And the free game that we got with, um, not the free, but the Humble Monthly game we got a few months ago was the newest Metal Gear Solid game. Hmm. So oh, I Metal Gear Survive. No, oh, yeah. Okay, no, the, the newest real one. That obviously <laughs> yes, doesn't count the in any the possible... The machine. <sighs> Carry on, Matt. Tell us all about MGS5. Metal Gear Solid 5, in my notes, it just says the first bit. Ground Zero, is it? The Ground Zero's. Yeah. So I've been playing that, and I've got the next one. I was downloading the next one while I was playing, because the first one's actually only a few gigs, so my internet can deal with it. <laughs> um, so I, and I've been downloading I've got the, the full actual game ready okay. to go. Um, I have not played a Metal Gear Solid game since the first one. Oh. I don't think. Didn't you play 4? No, I've still I've seen you play it at yeah, some point. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> but not for not much, and oh. yeah, I just I think I played a little tiny bit of. Was there like a sequel to the first one that was like part two or something, or was it the second game? I can't remember. It was MGS two, which was kind of it. Back on the PS one <sighs> still. Oh, you mean special missions? I can't remember. There was an extra bit. That was bit. like an add-on where you got loads of VR missions. If you, you know, Yeah, that was the only one I played after Metal Gear Solid 1 and I just mm. didn't like that and just or couldn't get into it for whatever reason and just apparently gave up with the entire series because of that. <laughs> okay. Um, so, that was basically just DLC missions for like, VR. So. Yeah, but I just didn't enjoy them. You're weak. Yeah, I am. <laughs> but I'm enjoying it. I've played... There's only one... There's one main mission... And there's one map on the yeah. ground zero. And then there's a bunch of actual of other side missions that are all on the same map. And I assume take place in like parallel universes where you haven't done any of the other missions because it gets a bit weird. You like have to like destroy AA guns or rescue prisoners and things. I'm like, I assume this isn't like an hour after the original mission. I assume this is like, yeah, it's a bit weird. But it's good fun. Um, I have no idea who anyone is. <laughs> okay, so main guy, main guy is big boss. Yeah, it took me until at least towards the end of the ve- of the first mission to realise that I wasn't playing as Solid Snake because he's basically <laughs> the only character I remember. Well, I was that, like, the, oh, that I'm game not is supposed to be set in, I think, like the eighties or something. Yeah, it's the seventies, but I have the no idea when the first game. Down. I have no idea when the first game was meant to be set. So the first game ever is set in. Okay, like... not the first game ever. So the Metal Gear Solid. The first, the first Metal game... Gear Solid game is set in two thousand and. 2010, something oh, like that. Oh, okay. 
Metal Gear Solid 2 takes place two years after, but it shouldn't have because it shouldn't fucking exist as like a, as a solid bit of continuity because MGS4 is dumb and was never meant to exist. MGS3 happens in like the 60s, which is basically that's the that's the prequel to MGS5. Okay. And MGS4 is just let's pretend it doesn't exist. A- MGS4 has the um unfortunate unfortunate <laughs> it has the unfortunate task <laughs> of trying to like take the plot threads from MGS1, MGS2 and MGS3 and making them into one thing and it shouldn't have bothered MGS1 and MGS3 are like entirely compatible but MGS2 just introduces so many concepts that feel like you're not supposed to take a lot of them very literally because I would bet money and plasma on the fact that you weren't supposed to take those yeah. literally. In fact, like a lot of MGS2 is just Kojima sitting there spitting in the face of fans and being like, you'll take it. You like Snake too much. Yeah. That's basically what it is. It's, yeah. Um... Which is, you know, not, not a super bad thing, although I do really greatly dislike Kojima. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Metal Gear 2 is a... F- or, Me- or Metal Gear Solid 2, rather. Metal Gear you mean Snake's a... Revenge? <laughs> is a far more interesting... No one means that. <laughs> It's a far more interesting thing that exists than video games. Yeah. Uh, and I think if you go into it more expecting a, something that's going to mess with mm. you and you, not to try and take it as like a coherent thing yeah. of continuity. I mean, I you'll was, be I was super off. happy because I got to see, I got to, at the time, I got to see Snake's butt in like HD. So I was like, that's a fine ass. What was HD for the time? What yeah. was HD for the time? It, was, like, it blew my little mind. It was still 4.3 on the PS2. It but... was, but that butt. Oof. <laughs> oof. Oof, that butt. <laughs> but yes, how, how, how are you feeling with Ground Zeroes? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't entirely know who anyone is or whether... Like, I'm assuming I'm some sort of weird covert thing, so I'm at least in part the baddies, but I don't know if I'm working for, <laughs> like... Someone who is vaguely good, or I, or I don't, I, I don't really know. Oh, dude! I, I'm enjoying the gameplay, but I have no idea what the story is. I'm glad. I've There's a on the well. on the main menu that one of the options is like backstory or something. I was like, oh, that's useful. When I read it, and I was like, that just made it worse. There's <laughs> usually a mission briefing or something in like almost every Metal Gear game, and. Speaking as someone who knows it thoroughly, I can understand how that would be would make things even more harder yeah, to understand. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going with the gameplay for now, and yeah. figured that once I get onto the main game, rather than the weird prequel demo thing, yeah, it might make a bit more sense. And if it doesn't, I'll actually look into it then, because I'm going I'm going to give the main game a chance to explain itself. I will say, once you get into the main game, lie under your horse's booty because it will just poop on you. Uh, that. How did you know I'd want that? <laughs> because I know you, Matthew. Get yourself a nice horse poop gift. You deserve it. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's good. It's it's pretty unforgiving yeah. um, compared to a lot of the other stealthy type games I've been playing recently. Um, but that's good because it just makes it a bit challenging. So, hmm. But following on from what you were saying earlier, the controls for the PC are all over the place. It's so bizarre. <laughs> like, you press tab to bring up your little iDroid thing which is definitely not technology that would exist in the 70s that you have it's it's but fucking sane when it comes to technology levels (laughs) yeah but like yeah then it's like up and down you can do w and s to go up and down the menus but for left and right you have to use one and three for some reason yeah and then (laughs) space bar is is like enters a thing unless you want to tape that you want to play and then you have to press p 
instead of space yeah, bars. So you have to let go of the mouse to press or like, you know, press a button on the other side of the keyboard. <laughs> and then, and so that's kind of a bit weird. And there's sometimes oh, escape works and sometimes it doesn't to go back in the menu. They have anachronistic technology, but of the time computer game <laughs> controls. <laughs> Apparently. But it's not even like within that. So even like within, if you go to um, grapple someone and you can get in like a headlock and talk to them, Give them you have to hand. hold left click to get them into grapple. Grapple. Yeah. But then once you're in a grapple, you don't need to hold, keep holding left click. But I didn't realise this. Apart from then, it says, oh, do you Cut want to um, interrogate them? Which is you hold Q. So you hold Q, but then you've got to press up or left on the arrow keys to <laughs> ask them the question. So you've got to let go of your mouse. I was like, I don't want to let go because that lets go of the grapple. Oh, it doesn't just while you're holding Q. So I can let go of the mouse to press up or left, depending on what I want to ask them. Can I <laughs> just say, can you it's, imagine? It's not great. Wandering around the desert. And suddenly you've got this fucking beefy, heavily scarred arm around your throat. And you're like, I'm fucking dead. And a knife appears in front of you. And you're just like, okay, what do you want? And then they just stay silent for 30 seconds <laughs> well, no, first the, as the, they're the, moving the, around really awkwardly. Well, first the, um, the, the knife disappears because I let go of Q to work out what other button I need to press. Okay, I, I so the know, knife goes Because it doesn't say, it, just, it comes up around you, one above you and one to the left of you. Of the, I think it's like spit it out so get them to talk or call them for like get them to alert their mates yeah but it doesn't say what you have to press so i had to let go of q to like is it w and a for this or is it do i have to move the mouse up or so like the <laughs> knife like appears and disappears and appears and disappears so, you, so you've got yeah minute. you've got the knife like just as you it's th- just as you think you're gonna like maybe struggle out the knife appears again and then you're like okay i'll be quiet and then after 10 <laughs> seconds it disappears you hear shuffling papers and you're like what is this just a really aggressive tourist um like is, does he not understand how to hug people is he looking up a guide on how to hug people i don't i'm scared to ask quite frankly and then the knife comes back and you're like i'll just shut the fuck up would you say that the control scheme was probably originally designed for controllers then yeah oh yeah because whenever you see a loading screen it says it gives you the controller prompts for oh, like oh try God. doing this and then gives you the says press a for this i'm like well you, you definitely don't mean a on the keyboard so <laughs> yeah, yeah it's not although like it runs perfectly well on the pc it's just they haven't done the con- move the controls over Mm. And maybe I should play it with a controller, but I've lent my controller out to someone um, who wanted to play Portal with his girlfriend and only had a laptop and no secondary input method. So I was, I was like, "Oh, just borrow say, my controller." We gave that fucking thing back. Yeah, to no, I've, 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 I've lent that. I've lent that out. Um, okay. So otherwise, I'd give it a go. But I prefer playing. It's a shooter. I prefer playing it with mouse and keyboard. That's my big but, problem. Yeah. But yeah, apparently the game does not want me to. <laughs> But aside from that, I have enjoyed it, and I'm looking forward to playing the actual game rather than the demo. Yeah. Or what is effectively a demo, even though you had yeah. to pay for it, I think. Mm-hmm, yeah. People weren't happy about it at the time either, don't worry. No, it's okay. I didn't pay for it, so luckily. Yeah. And there is quite a lot of content technically in it, because the first mission takes an hour, two hours, depending on how how carefully you want to do it or whether you want to do it fast. Hmm. And I finished that, and it was like, you're 7% through the game. I was like, I've literally finished the game. <laughs> but there's so many side missions and little yeah. challenges on each mission. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, I can see how you're technically claiming this is 7% of the way through, even though if I wanted to carry on with the game onto the main game, I wouldn't need to do anything else. But, yeah, I will update you next time on, on how I'm yeah, finding cool. the main game and how I'm finding the horse poo, apparently. Yeah, yeah yes. and you'll love it, dude. It's right up your alley. Do the, do the horse balls shrink in winter, like in the new Red Dead game? I, I don't would believe think, so. I would think... 
they would have done, but it was early on. It was a lot earlier than Red Dead too. Yeah, so. horse, a horse, They were they were up to horse poop technology, but not up to horse not ball up to technology. Horse balls okay, good to know. Good to know. Yeah, yeah the yeah. testy tech wasn't there yet. The testy <laughs> tech, yeah. The jiggle tests. Oh. Or or lack thereof in the winter, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like the idea that there's these perfectly stationary testicles. Anyway, that's that's me done. How about you? Smack? I don't think it is. Up? You've 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 played another game. You shit. Have I? Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah, With I don't me. know. You, I was going to let you talk about that, but yeah, okay, I can talk about that if you want. I've played that game to death, so I want to hear how you feel <laughs> okay. about it. Okay. So, for anyone who listened to the last episode, me and Snipe joked about we never actually play these games. We say we should play a game together, and then we just never do. We actually did. We actually did. So if we had to book like it into our calendars about a week in advance just to make yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Despite I don't quite know what either of us do the rest of the time. Well, I work very hard on lots of things, <laughs> drama Matt. Yeah, fair. How, how dare you? I'm just I'm just talking to myself and projecting. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we played we played Sniper Elite Four together. Me for the first time. I didn't. I, I asked. I asked you. I was like, is the co-op game? the same missions as the single player, in which case I'll just start it with you and not, not spoil it for myself. Um, and it's your 50th playthrough, I imagine. Or... Uh, about, about 60, 50th, yeah, yeah, something yeah. like that. So, yeah. so, that, so that... that was a lot of fun, especially because, like, you know, like, here's my, like, my master DLC rifle. <laughs> I'll swap for your basic-ass Springfield. Yeah. It has like a sixteen times zoom. Of yeah, that's, like that's four times really zoom. the only difference. I mean, there is yeah. other subtle differences, but not not enough for me to notice. Yeah, but yeah. the zoom was very helpful, so I got that. Mm. And then, especially when the game kept cutting out and you kept logging off, and then you could come back with your gun again with your new gun with full ammo and yeah. all my suppressed ammo. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty cool. But no, I think I, I might have fixed my crashing problem. Oh, good. So that's cool. But yeah, yeah it's no. it's good. I mean, it's it's much the same as the third game, to be honest. Mm. Um, with I don't know if it's because there's two of us, so it doesn't show them for quite as long. But the shooting the body parts, the the slow mo seeing the bullet go does not last as long, which is yeah, I think good to be honest because it just <laughs> you spent so long watching the bullet fly through the air, which was cool occasionally, but it was. And you I, sit I, know, kind of going, I think I know my own trajectory. Yeah. Can you just hit the bad guy? And yeah, I know you could, you could turn it, you could turn it off or yeah. turn it down or whatever. But quick question mm. to the pair of you because you've both played multiple of the Sniper Elite series yes. now. Yeah. Would you say that the Sniper Elite series is one of the most like iterative in in games because it kind of feels like each game is like just a series of improvements of the the previous ones rather than like obviously they have the new levels in each of them but they're, they're not like a wholly new thing each time it's just this is the previous game but just a bit better each yeah. time so I, I, I would agree with that yeah i entirely yeah. agree with that yeah, there's, yeah. they do but it, it works so i don't mind so much yeah like would there be like any reason to like say if you had not played any of them to go back or go back and play V2 and 3 uh, rather than just picking sheer, up 4 out of sheer curiosity sure but i'd say oh, for... if you wanted a they wanted a, an optimal sniper elite experience pick 4 yeah you yeah. wait till it goes on sale because they get really Actually... abusive with their DLC oh yeah I haven't been to ask, actually, because I never really thought about it. Is there continuity between them? Like, do yeah. you play the same character? You play the same or... guy, yeah. Do you? Oh. But I, do, do, I don't think it matters. It doesn't really matter. Because yeah, any... you're this generic, like, ridiculously gravelly, deep voice American boy. How many, time, yeah. how many games have you killed Hitler in? Oh, I think you had DLC for it in the last one. You had, I, <laughs> oh, I, did I, you? Yeah. 
Um, I think it's just, oh, it happened to be a double, which is why you get DLC for it in Sniper Elite 4 as well. Was that one for V2 as well, I'm I sure. I think there must I'm have sure been, yeah. One, yeah. Yeah, yeah there was. The... It's pretty much every game like has the DLC to kill Hitler. Yeah, because if you can, why wouldn't you, I guess? Ah, exactly. Yeah. I, I've killed but... Hitler so many times, and it's always so fucking satisfying. Hmm. I mean, oh, so... it's fun. <laughs> so I'd say, yeah, if you haven't played any of them, you can jump in at 4 without an issue. Yeah, yeah. And... If you finish it and you like all the levels and you've done everything you can, there's no downside really because it's only a slight iteration. Like if you want just more levels and more challenges, going back to three, I don't think would make would you wouldn't be like, oh, this is awful compared to the one I've just been playing because it's not mm. that much different. Because it feels the same. It's just like a couple of different things that will change about like the ballistics and stuff like that. Yeah, but yeah, no, I can recommend Sniper Elite Four. It's good. Yeah, it's good fun to play. We sort of played it with it, like spotters for each other as well which is quite nice because yeah. the, th- the third one i just played by myself and it was good but it's very different playing it with two people oh yeah especially you because you, you know where every single person is at all times <laughs> i have played, played it so often <laughs> this is i was like oh yeah this is the optimal route go around here there's two guys in this cave yeah. okay so we're gonna it go was not there. challenging this... <laughs> yeah sorry <laughs> but it was fun so that's fine it was yeah but yeah, that's why i was trying to give it give like get a bit of a back seat to it <laughs> and then you were like like really crawling through things i'm like there's not another guy for 300 meters we can just stand up and run just go <laughs> but i'm trying to do it like in character being all like stealthy and he's like no there's no one here and i'm just like min max and running around. <laughs> oh it's good though we'll have to play we're playing again tomorrow aren't we yes it's in the it's, it's literally in my diary yeah, I, it's literally in my my diary as well <laughs> grown-ups yay Okay, and now that is me done. Okay. So, Snipe, what have you been up to, apart from Sniper Eating? Oh, I was literally about to say, well, I've been playing some Sniper Elite 4. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I played a little bit of The Division with Long Fang on one of our Thursday streams, which I got in a humble monthly, which is pretty decent. It's just like an it's a Mamorpaga, but it's like a third-person shooter. Controls a bit like Tom Clancy's Ghostland Boys... Ghostlands, mans. Yeah, that's, that's Ghostlands, fine. mans. Ghostlands, can I ask you a question? Is it actually possible for you to say Tom Clancy's Ghostlands? Because every time you say it, you say some <laughs> other weird variation of it. Like, has it just become like a tick now? You can't actually say it's real. I'm name. actually scared to see if that's true. <laughs> so, I don't know. Okay. I, 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 I swim the valley of ignorance. Personally, I like Tom Clancy's Ghostlands. Ghostlands, mans. No, go- ghost lambs. Lots of ghost sheeps. <gasps> oh, no. Ghost lambs. Because normally you just call it, like, ghost boys. <laughs> yeah. Well, usually Longfang and I refer to it as, like, Tim Clancy's ghost boys or something. Uh, <laughs> Tim Clancy. <laughs> Tim Clancy and stuff like that, yeah. But, yeah, I played a bit of that. I thought that was a bit fun. I just wanted to mention it because I play video games. You do play video games. Yeah. Um, also, uh, played a bit of Until Dawn. Because we got a PS4 yesterday, and one of the games we thought... we I found Until Dawn in there, and I'm like, yes. It's like a Quantic Dream game, but good. Ooh. So it's like, this is what David Cage wants his video games to be, and he just can't fucking manage it. And then, um, who is it that make it? I can't remember the name Super of Supermassive Games. Yeah, Supermassive Games just then went and... Went and did it perfectly. Just went and gone, okay, so we're just going to make the game David Cage has wanted to make for the last ten years. And there's no, like, no, like, super creepy shower scene or anything. And when characters act like shitheads, it's just because they're supposed to be shitheads. They're, shit- they're all shithead teenagers, but the funny thing is, like, 
all the people that are doing facial and like like motion <clears throat> capture for these, they're all like older than we are. Well, yeah. So it's it's it's, it's it, for those of you who don't know, it's kind of a play on the the horror movie slasher flick trope, which is why all the, like yeah, the guy who plays Mike, who's like one of my favorite characters, is like forty five. <laughs> He's like really obviously a forty five year old. How, how old is he? In, like really? He's, He's supposed to, yeah. He's he's like the actual guy is about forty five. Really? Yeah, okay. yeah. I didn't know. If, I, he's I didn't probably know if was... he's probably about forty, honestly. But like, he looks. He's supposed to be like this nineteen year old, yeah. and he is so obviously like thirty five plus. Yeah, the time. I guess it was made a few years ago now. Yeah, but no, it's it's good. Um, I yeah, I just I, I like it. It's interesting using the PS4 controller because they are nice controllers. Mm, like I guess I'll find out when I can go play Bloodborne. Yeah, we'll finish the <laughs> podcast and you can go play some Bloodborne. I'm gonna. Okay, stop shitting. <laughs> stop it. Okay. The pale blood moon is calling. I know, honey. The the blood sings to me as well. I it's know. fine. It's fine. We need more eyes on the inside. We okay. Yeah, but first we got to do the podcast. Okay, okay. sweetie. Okay. Yeah. We'll do, do the- podcast i guess yeah good podcast. that's what we're gonna do it's good okay but yeah um I'm a, I'm a few hours in and it's it's very fun i like it i will say the uh there's like a trait thing on your stats screen so like it's like got a which whichever character you're playing as they have like stats so they're like oh charitable honest loyal uh brave romantic funny this kind of stuff and i don't know what the fuck that's for because like I'm playing through with Mike and I've just got like I've got to this place and I'm I'm following a stranger to a place and he's got a couple of doggos which I love I love the doggos they're very good, um, and I'm like apparently not very honest and I don't know like I literally petted a deer as it was dying and I was like there there it's okay and my my honesty went down. You won't like, be honest because... with the deer. You're supposed to go to the deer, get right up in its fucking face, and go, "You're gonna fuck." I'm gonna die. grab it by its fucking antlers and go, "How's that feel to be a dead bitch?" <laughs> it's like maybe I was supposed to do that. It's like maybe. you can kill the deer or you can comfort it, and I'm like, I'm gonna comfort the deer because I'm not a fucking asshole. Yeah. And mm. then like it was like my honesty and my braveness went down or something. And I'm like, how? What? Maybe it's, it's like, like a golf system, and the lower score is better. <laughs> no, 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 it's not. It's like they have like lines to show you where they're kind of where they're kind of where they their starting point is for these stats as well. And also you have like interaction with other characters. So like you're walking around with Mike's girlfriend Jessica, and she is just she's just a fucking weirdo. And so she's like trying to make you jump and stuff. And every time she makes she made me jump, I turned around and I I joked it off because you can't get mad at her. So I was just like, oh yeah, okay, you got me. Let's go. It's, I'm not scared, silly lady. You know, like you just kind of like flirt it with, like flirt it off, have a bit of a joke about it, and then it's like, oh yeah, um, your charity is going down. I'm like, how does the charitable thing would have been to actually shit yourself to make her, her feel better about her scares? <laughs> Can you imagine that, like, her jumping out and him just going, wait, mm, okay, yeah, you scared the fuck, you literally made me poo. Yeah, thanks, Jess. That's very sexy. Yeah. Maybe she's into that. Maybe that's why it's not being charitable. Yeah, there you go. There you go. But yeah, there's a part... charitable thing would yeah, be to, to literally defecate yourself. Well, yeah, I guess that's... When in doubt, poop it out, I guess. <laughs> Relationship <laughs> advice from the misanthropod. <laughs> Don't fucking listen. 
But yeah, I got to this point, and this is a, this is a spoiler. You get to this sanitarium, this abandoned sanitarium, because it's leaning on all the tropes, right? Yeah. As yep. Mike. And you get your you get on your left hand, you get your ring finger and your pinky finger stuck in a bear trap. Just crunch right on your fingers. And then like you literally see dogs like barreling down the hallway towards you. Like you can see through their eyes and you're like, oh shit. So it's like, do you wanna open the bear trap or do you wanna hack off your fingers? Oh. So I, I hacked off his fingers oh. and it was so fucking rough. I was like <laughs> And then he, yeah, he has a bit of a, bit of a, fuck! What is it with PlayStation exclusive games and hacking your own fingers off? I don't know. I don't know. But it's just, it's just one of those things, I suppose. <laughs> so someone in Sony who's got a really specific kink and they like, send it down like, uh, could you maybe put in a scene where um, someone has to hack their own fingers off? It's like, get out of here, Steve. He's like, sorry. <laughs> but yeah, no. And cover um... it up with a pillow next time. <laughs> But yeah, no, I've been I've been enjoying that a lot. That's that's a lot of fun. Um, I'm looking forward to giving Bloodborne a go as well. But yes. you know, we both are, I guess. <laughs> um, I've also I watched I watched a uh, a DC Netflix series, Titans, not Teen Titans, just mm. Titans. just Titans. Just Titans. But they are still teens, right? No, no. like like two of them are, I guess. Like Starfire and Robin are like thirty or something. I I, th- I think they're supposed to be in their twenties, though. I can't tell with Robin because Robin as we... has like every time we see him on screen, one of us will shout "baby head" <laughs> because he has the head of a baby. He he's facially looks like nice. so. It's lot... a clever nickname. It's yeah. a very yeah just yeah. Facially... You have to be very smart and clever to understand the basics of our jokes. Facially, he looks a lot younger than he actually yeah, is. Yeah, which is really creepy when like he gets just wanders around shirtless or whatever, and you're like, he has, facially he looks like a like fourteen, fifteen years old. <laughs> and I'm not like I'm not like getting down on him for his looks, but it's just like it's just a little bit unsettling because like. He just has a really big case of baby head. Yeah. And it's kind of... Because like, everyone else looks their age, I guess. I mean, Gar's a bit hard to place age-wise. But, but he is the Beast Boy. He is the Beast Boy. And he can, t- only, he can turn into a really crappy CGI tiger. It does look really bad. It's like Beast Wars level. <laughs> <laughs> tiger. It, it's, you know, it's a funny one actually when it comes to like bad CGI tiger. Because... If it was if it was stationary, we're fine. But the animation skeleton is fucked. Yeah, I think the big the big thing I, when I see things like that is I go, yeah. On the one hand, it it looks bad, but then I remember that the tiger that was in the first Beastmaster movie that was dyed to be black died because of it being dyed. Mm. If you know what I mean, uh, it died because it was... of the dye that was used on its fur. Yeah. So, I, so when I hear, so when I see that, I'm like, yeah, no, use a CGI tiger. Yeah, no, like, all joking aside, I, I can, I can laugh at it looking jank, but like, yeah, just use CGI because those poor fucking things have suffered enough. Yeah, but um, it follows Raven, um, how she's got a demon inside her and how they could. This is have just the edgiest put... thing so far. You haven't finished the first sentence yet. No, I haven't. And like, <laughs> like, well, like when the demon takes hold of her, she has like all these like she has black eyes and loads of black makeup around her eyes and it makes her pale and purpley also the color grading in this is shit well yes it It is it it is really catastrophically bad there is um a a problem with a lot of 
movies and TV shows where they seem to think making everything grey is realistic. Well, the thing is, like, DC stuff is especially they've, like, bad for graded it. it to make Starfire's, like, her hair looks fine. Because red is something that's always tricky to capture on film. That always that never quite looks good on, on film. Especially going through a colour grading Especially system, getting colour graded. Look weird. Yeah. yeah. But then you've got, like, so Raven's supposed to have, like, these streaks of purple in her hair. A lot of the time they look neon blue. Like they look oh, really is it supposed to be purple? It's supposed to be, like, purple. Oh, because it was blue it, to me. Well, like, I, I apparently have a weird thing where I think I think I might be a touch colorblind. <laughs> because, like, people look at, like, Widowmaker and go, why the fuck is she blue? And I'm like, she is purple. But, like, in some scenes it'll be very, very vibrant. In other scenes it'll look a lot more normal. And then there's, like, um, cause cor- like Coriander... Because DC cannot fucking name their heroes. Yeah. Oh god, I hate their naming. <laughs> her name is Corey Anders. No, but uh. her like her alien name is Corey Ander, but they put an apostrophe where the E should be, and she's also from fucking planet Tamarin because that's a ugh, whatever. They're not given the best stuff to work with, so no. I get it. But like, so sometimes Starfire's dress is like really vibrant purple. Sometimes it's like really gross color corrected blue. It's just. It's really weird color grading, and, and like, it's it follows Raven, who has the, has the demons, and she's all like, she's living with her mum, who's a nurse, and she's she has a nightmare, and she's like, mum, lock the door, and like she locks the door. There's like eight different locks on there, and there's a bunch of crucifixes, and you're like, okay, maybe just a very very passionate religious mother or something it's like oh no she just has a demon in her that isn't very good at acting and is like <laughs> and, and, and like looks at her through the mirror and is like oh yes rachel yes let me in it's like you couldn't have just put actual makeup around her eyes and given her black contact lenses because like i'm pretty sure i can in some scenes see the tracking of where you failed to like lock it to around her eyes <laughs> but i digress like nitpicking like so the story goes, Rachel's like a super demon half-baby, and everybody's out to get her. And Coriander Starfire, she's wakes up in a car in, like, Europe somewhere, being chased by a bunch of people, and she has no memories, and Dick Grayson's moved away from Gotham because he was fed up of, like, quote... Like, I'm paraphrasing him, but he was like, I, it was too much violence being Robin. I didn't want to become Batman. And then the next time you see him do a fight, he horribly murders people. And then he like, he literally breaks a window of a car. And because we all know that car window glass is exactly like just like normal window glass. So it's jagged and spiky and sticks up. He drags this guy's face back and forth over it even though it'd probably just be really uncomfortable and it'd be like going over a bunch of like very soft pebbles. I would still cut the shit out of you. Yeah, but like sharp. it acts as if it's like these razor sharp oh, yeah. kind of things. Yeah. And then like, big thing with this is that this was in the trailer, the whole fuck Batman thing that Robin says because it's gritty and dark and saying big boy swears is gritty and dark and adult. So at the beginning, he drops down, dresses Robin, and they're like, oh shit, where's the bat? And I'm like, okay, that's, yeah... Right, that's that's good, yeah. Because Robin and Batman are basically like a package deal. You don't really yeah. get one without. You don't really get Robin without Batman. So you know they're all looking out, going, "Oh shit, where's the bat?" And he's like, "Okay." And then he beats all of them up and tortures that one guy. 
and then just and then he like walks away and then just stops and just goes fuck Batman. After, Actually, like, you're missing out a part there that happens. Okay, is the he says to the person who he like really fucks up. He's like something about like you know oh, he's he's like a he's like a child molester. And he's like I'll oh, stay away from kids or something. Yeah, and he says that, and then he says the fuck Batman thing. So even if you interpret the fuck Batman thing as being in response to the them seeing him as Batman, which is seeing how that that feels like that it was the yeah. thing to that, but. You could fix this with one thing. Just have the guy of, like, like Wally's like, you fucking leave all those kids alone. And he turns around and goes, like, well, basically the equivalent of Batman wouldn't kill me, don't kill me. And then he knocks him out or something. And then he walks away and says, fuck Batman. That would be fine. Yeah. Because that's the last thing said is something to do with Batman. But because he's in the middle going, don't don't mess with kids anymore. And then he just walks and off. And there's a fight and, scene. And there's a fight well. scene. And he walks off and he's like, fuck <laughs> Batman. It's like, that's really weirdly placed. Yeah, if you sit there and I put it on Twitter and go like, that's just not how a human communicates. Maybe like, it just really he was weird. just like, he was thinking about it the whole time he was fighting going, what's the perfect response to that? <laughs> and then he finally got it and he was like, oh yeah, fuck Batman. So everyone's fucking unconscious. So yeah, it's, it's, he's not saying it to he's anyone. Obviously he's obviously saying himself. it to the trailer house that cut the fucking thing. Yeah. But yeah, no, and it's just not good. Honestly, I mean, it, it was entertaining in a bad way. It, it was entertaining because it was just like, this is written quite poorly, in my opinion. So like, you know... I have this big problem where characters can't talk about anything apart from the main plot or the the aggressors or basically if they can't if they can't just talk about nothing then that's kind of annoying for me. It's like in Twilight where the best part about the very first movie apart from like Bella falling on her ass and really eating shit which was fucking hysterical <laughs> is the part where they're just like lying it's like it's like a montage and like Edward and Bella are just lying in bed and there's no sound, it's just music. It's like, yeah, like I say, a montage. And they're just talking. And you can't hear what they're talking about, but they just look like they're chatting. And I was like, that's a really natural thing. Hmm. Meanwhile, anytime they're actually speaking, there's actually dialogue kind of exchanged that you can hear. It's always, oh, I'm no good for you. Let's talk about this one thing because we are so fucking two-dimensional. Hmm. That is a big, big fucking problem. And I'm not saying sit there and have the characters talk about, like, whatever happened to Captain Crunch? Was he a real captain? I don't believe that man's like ever been in the fucking navy. I think a lot of things are improved by having just a few sentences of dialogue that feels like it's ripped from clerks. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. It's just like I just like there should be always time for a reverent conversation. There always should be something in there that really has nothing to do with with anything. Just to kind of show that the characters do that's not their only thing. People talk about nothing all the time. This podcast is a monument <laughs> to people talking about nothing. I've made a career out of literally talking bullshit. I get it. Like, you know, it's not always about, like... It's like, imagine if like, you, every time you saw someone, they were just talking about this their phone bill. It's that kind of mm. thing. It's just really quite frustrating. And it's like, I just... I, there are a couple of moments where I think they don't talk explicitly about it, but it's always like, oh, what are your abilities... Or it's, oh yeah, my mom. You know, it's like all this stuff that is, it ties into the main plot and learning about the characters. And so it's like, okay, but if like Gar in his basement while playing Cuphead turned around, I was like, hey. And he just had like a little conversation with, with, with Raven about how he likes that video game. That would have made it feel so much, I would have, that would have endeared mm. me a lot more to those characters. 
And it's like just like, oh yeah, do you want to play two player? Because like, like it ends at, hey, do you want to play two player? It's like if you just put like, do you want to play two player? It's like, oh yeah, okay, what is it? Oh, it's this really cool indie game. Like loads, like it was put back loads of times. You know, like but I, I mean, I really like it. I can't really get past like the first area, but it's just like the design is really cool. It's like look how easy it is. You know, just yeah. just that makes them feel more real. And like Starfire and Robin, fuck, and like they literally are lying there post coitus with nothing to fucking talk about. She literally is like, "You want to talk?" He, Robin's like, "You want to talk?" She's like, "What about the sex?" And he's like, "Okay, guess we're not talking." And then they just start talking about the bullshit again. And I'm like, "You're not going to be like that was." That was some good sex. Or, like, you're not going to turn around and go, yeah, no, like, you're a little young to be a detective. You know, like, something like that. Anything. <laughs> Please, don't just don't just show characters fucking. Show me that they have fucking charisma. I will say, because as, as people who listen to this podcast will probably know, when Snipe watches things, I tend to, like, vicariously He tends to sneak them. his head around the mm. door every now and, and again. So I'll, and so I'll, I'll tend to consume just enough of the series to, like, have my own opinions on it, but without having watched the whole thing. Uh, and there was two episodes of the show that oh, I kind of liked... Um, there was the one where it was literally just a, a stealth pilot for Doom Patrol. Yeah, that was actually the be- one of the best episodes because it's... It it's had life, where, it it's had where, colour. Yeah, like Garfield's uh, Beast Boy, he lives in this mansion with a bunch of other ab-humans. Or, like, what if we just play his, his voice is done by um, Bendon Fraser? Yeah. Brendan so. Fraser. I'm sorry, I'm used to calling our old trombone player Bendon Fraser. <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Brendan Fraser. And it's nice to see him back in the gig again. It's, it's really nice. So he's, he's a joy to behold. And it's like, it's just these, these quirky kind of characters who live in this big mansion. And it's like, it's just fun. It's nice. Mm. It's colourful. And, you know, it's interesting. The other episode I liked was an episode that I'm not going to give any spoilers about, but it is an entire episode that happens oh at a very... At a point where the plot of the series is super it's, important. It's literally, like, the, all the plot is, like... So it, it basically it culminates and then basically leaves, like, next to no time to sort out a bunch of stuff. Yeah, so, but the actual... I'm trying to be vague here. Yeah, the, the whole thing, the whole episode is basically a giant what-if. And it's a really interesting what-if, and it goes to, like, the very furthest extents of it. And though, because of how it occurs, you spend the entire time going, okay, this is cool and all, but what's the point in this? Because mm-hmm. you've spent an entire episode on something we know isn't real. Oh, there's another episode that is pretty good and is only marred by the fact... Well, by two things, really. One, it... it well, like, there's this, the episode's about how um, how Dawn and Hank get together, which is Dove and Hawk, respectively. The kind of two, like, characters on the periphery yeah, who are they're occasionally just, they're involved. Yeah, they're just kind of there, and... <sighs> And Dawn has the worst wig I've ever seen. And it's like, like they have fucking Raven. She's also played by the same woman who played North yeah. in Detroit Become Human. Yeah, so she's played really by weird. North. And it's like, oh honey, your career is not getting off the best start. You've got a David Cage game and you've got this. <laughs> honey, I know you're better than this. And like that wig is so bad. And like when she's in costume, it, it looks awful. It looks so, like her whole getup is so bad. And it's like, they couldn't have just... I mean, it's so obviously a shitty anime, like, cosplay wig. And, like, you get Rachel in one of the earlier mo- like, like, like episodes calling her, like, Khaleesi. And I'm like, 
fucking cringing so hard. My I'm losing teeth here. <laughs> and but yeah, like that episode is like cute apart from a the wig and b it has to connect back to the Titans plot. <laughs> Otherwise, it'd just be like a silly kind of like two people meeting, like being and becoming romantically entwined, which is fine. I mean, it was it was an average kind of romance plot, and honestly, I, I liked it because. It wasn't the Titans plot. <laughs> and then, yeah, you've got to have... You've got ravens screaming at them all throughout them remembering it. And you're like, okay, shut up. You're just ruining it, aren't um. you? Just piss off. It's annoying. But yeah, no, like, I would say it does do certain things well. And that's what the biggest thing about a lot of DC stuff pisses me off with is if they just took all this focus of trying to be super grimdark and adult and serious... There are decent stories. There are good stories to be told there. And oh, there's another really funny thing is that they keep name dropping Batman and they can't show <laughs> him because Ben Affleck has like way better things to do. In fairness, it's not in canon with the DC cinematic universe. But even then, like, they literally anyway. just like, anytime you see Batman, it's just like from the back and he's like super blurry and like the most you see, he'll be like, oh, Dick, don't do that. And like a hand will come out and put a, ha- put a hand on his shoulder. <laughs> or like you see Batman in costume towards like in the later episodes and he's just like always obscured by the window or he's got his back to them mm. and the batarangs look like weird child snap rulers oh yeah there's like a there's a bit where like um you see a batarang in something and it shows you it very briefly but it's like this really weird design of a batarang that is actually I mean, really difficult to recognize as a batarang when you just see it for a few seconds kudos to them for like because they did redesign the suit a little bit and i actually kind of like the way the I've suit actually, looks i've been meaning to look up to see if there's any production because from what you see suit, of the suit cool. it does look pretty good and I, I i do like that interpretation but i said the batarangs are a little bit too crazy for me uh, it would have been fine if you'd have seen them a lot but because yeah. it's like the first time you see it is like you just, just like, what very is, quickly is and, it, and it expects it to be recognisable but it's like such a redesigned version that you go what the fuck is it in, what the fuck is that yeah and like to remember you like scroll like going back and like pausing on it and then going oh it's a batarang oh <laughs> yeah but like it does sound like I'm really like like damning this but it's like yeah it's just not good uh, it's it does things badly enough to be entertaining to watch there's like 11 episodes it's at least quite short. It is quite so. short, but like, you know, I, no, I didn't like it, and it got a lot fucking wrong, but I mean, whatever. I'm not, like, mad about it. I'm just kind of like, I just wish... I, it feels like the writers could have done something good, but it feels like they have too much overhead from, like, a committee or something. Oh, no, you've got to say fuck at least eight times per episode, otherwise it's just not going to be gritty for the kids. <laughs> the kids like it when you say fuck in, like, multiples of four. It's yeah. I, I, there's something just I don't know what it is with the with the DC stuff these days. Like it is shit. They, they just wow. They, occasionally they'll put out something good. Um, I'm hoping Birds of Prey will be good. Yeah, but like, like they just they keep screwing up with things they make, but in new and interesting ways. Like Gotham started off really quite strong. I just honestly mm. I want to go back and watch more Gotham because Sean Pertwee as Alfred is I could just I just want to watch the Sean Pertwee as Alfred hour where he just <laughs> I don't know does the crossword. He is that fucking entertaining to behold. But it just it just falls apart after not particularly long and just it just kind of all the tropes that it was trying to subvert in the early episodes it just completely like embraces as yeah. it goes on and you're like I think uh, like, I think a big problem I think DC should probably just learn how to cut and run and basically just go okay um so we're going to do 
Titans, we're not okay. So Robin's not anything to do with Batman. Although I know that would be quite an extreme change, but like you need to cut a lot of stuff because comic books are stupid. Mm. I read them for like fifteen years. They are fucking stupid. So like you know the X Men movies, which obviously pinnacles of cinema, <laughs> right? But like they did pretty well with the whole. Oh yeah, um, X Men. The, the, the first movie they did, Rogue, Rogue, like Mystique isn't Rogue's adoptive mother. They changed and a lot. Nightcrawler isn't the daughter of you know isn't isn't the son of of Mystique and, and <laughs> basically Mystique isn't the parent of everybody. Yeah, and I like <laughs> I'm like yeah no I like this because comic books are stupid and they're messy and they've been going for like fucking decades and decades and there's so many retcons and there's yeah so many... at this point everyone is related to and fucking each other. Yeah, exactly. So it's just like it was. It are you was... suggesting that comic books are realistically just a uh, exactly the same thing as a soap opera? That, but somehow but with yeah. laser eyes, La- with laser eyes, and a little bit less stupid, but only yeah. a little. But yeah, no. Also, so... I, I was describing like the plot of a Star Trek episode to you about like interpersonal relationships, and I did just go, you know, I just realised like Star Trek is like. Describing some of these interpersonal relationship things that are super interesting, it sounds like I'm just describing episodes Coronation Street. Honestly, that's <laughs> the thing. I think anything that goes on for like a few decades will inevitably get to the the Coronation Street level of just everybody who isn't related is fucking or has fucked. Mm. Like like Rogue was like dating Magneto for a while for fuck's sake, which is kind of gross. Yeah, kind of gross because he's like a billion years old. But yeah, so it's just it's uh, it needs to cut out a lot of that stuff. Because it doesn't do it any favors, and having to rope it in is actively damaging to to mm. the storylines. I mean, also, I don't think you could remove Batman from Robin's backstory. No, no, I wasn't really. gonna. I, that was an example. I'm just no. saying, like, you know, use like, like, you like not every character you meet. Like Gotham was terrible for this. Like every character you meet is a fucking part of the Rogues Gallery, yeah. or like, oh hi, I'm Talia Al fucking Ghoul. And it's like, of course you fucking are, because you mm. don't just meet normal people. Yeah. It's like, you, yeah, you go to Starbucks, and the fucking, hi, I'm Calendar Man, what, can I take a name for your fucking mocha latte? I think one of the other problems the DC Universe has is that, you know how, like, um, how uh, Marvel has, has, like, their real names being uh, often alliterative? Um, so, yeah, you're Peter Parker, Scott Summers, blah, blah, blah. Um, and that's that's a holdover from Stanley, if I remember rightly. Yeah, he, he was, bad, he was bad for that. So, like, um, basically, the majority of characters he came up with, like Reed Richards and shit like that, if they had, if there was the alliterative names, yeah. it was almost always Stanley. Yeah. Um, but if you look through like the real names of lots of DC's villains, especially Harleen Quinzel, they're all like terrible puns, and they sound really bad when you try and make a realistic setting using it's them. Not. Coriander from Planet Tamarin. <laughs> like, ridiculous. mate, it is ridiculous. It's like, look, that's like something you give like a fake superhero in a piece of media. Yeah. Like, or that's possibly a pet. Or possibly a pet because you fucking hate your hamster or something. But yeah, no, like, I'm, I'm getting cranky about all this, but like, seriously, it's just dumb. And it's just, I think I'm upset with it because it could have been pretty good. Yeah. And yeah, it, yeah. it wasn't, so... Yeah, I've got one more thing to talk about, which is a game I've been playing, and it's new, kinda. Ooh. I've been playing the Resident Evil 2 remake. That doesn't yes. count as new. <laughs> it does, because they basically rebuilt it from the ground up. <laughs> Holy oh, shit. God. Oh my goodness, guys. This is fucking special. 
Yeah, they rebuilt it from the ground up, and they made it significantly less fucking stupid, which I really like. Um, they've still got the whole, uh, like, uh, you know, A and B kind of thing, so for those of you who don't know, um, in Resident Evil 2, the original, uh, you had what was called character name A or B, so you could go, oh, I completed Leon A, Claire B, which is whoever you complete the game first with, they have a certain path and certain things that go go on in their their A A game, and in the B plot it's also different. But you're kind of working together in the same kind of area and occasionally meet up. So you can play both A and B with either character, but canonically I think it's Claire A, Leon B. Mm. So Claire is like the first person you should play as, which is weird because ninety five percent of the user base have just played. Leon A, and that's it. Because they put Leon first in the character select. <laughs> but yeah, um, they've changed so much about this game. Like, they've made it, it's incredibly fucking gory. Um, it's very well acted, like, crazy well acted. It's optimized incredibly well. Like, it, the entire game is good. Except as it whenever looks. we try and stream it. Yeah, it's fine. I don't know what's going on there. Yeah. But yeah, play a good bit of Leon A. Um, I've got up to Mr. X, which. Honestly, I'm so scared to play anymore because he's so scary. <laughs> he shot his hat off, though. I sh- did shoot his hat off and I got an achievement for it, but that still won't make me go back. <laughs> um, they've they've done a they've done a bit of a change around with the story. Uh, so Claire's still looking for her incredibly hot brother, Chris. She doesn't think that that would be weird. Uh, I do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not related to Gerard Way, but I wish I was because he's a major fucking hottie. <laughs> We're going to quote My Immortal right now. Yeah, and it's yeah, we're you doing, doing it. it. Yeah, we're doing it. Sure, okay. But yeah, so Chris is... Uh, got Chris on the brain, honestly. Uh, so Claire's looking for her brother Chris, and Leon is just going to work in Raccoon City, and they get he gets a call saying stay away, rather than driving eight hours in full SWAT uniform in the original, because Leon's a dumbass. And they meet up, and then they you know they get separated much the same way as they do in the original one. And then, yeah, they're just out and about, and the way they introduce certain things is pretty fucking terrifying. Like, the the um, the police station's had a bit of a renovation. Uh, there's, like, the typewriter and, like, the, the back kind of uh, desk have been swapped. So as soon as you go in, there's, like, the typewriter desk and everything there, and, and like, it's, it's actually very, very fucking spooky. Because uh, you see a guy on the monitors, and then you got to go around and wander around the really dark offices and the, this police station that is completely empty and just covered in fucking gore and dead bodies, and it's just incredibly fucking unsettling. It uses light very well in the way that it does not for a lot of it, and the torch is very realistic, and they didn't give it a battery. Because Jesus Christ, this game would have been oh, insufferable yeah. if, the, if it had like a draining battery. <laughs> It it, int- it gave a lot. Of, it's introduced a lot of modern things to the game, but I'm glad that's something that they didn't feel the need to include. Yeah, definitely. Um, and you know, like Marvin, the absolute badass is still there, and he's he's a lot more involved with the story this time. So that's 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 very cool. Um, then Mister X is just pants shittingly terrifying because he's just like Nemesis kind of now. Where well, he's even more severe. So. At any given time, once Mr. X is activated, 
who drummer Matt will explain to the audience, not just for you, just for the audience, because okay, I know good, you good. already know who Mr. X yep. is. Mr. X is like, he's like an, a seven and a half foot tall bioweapon. He's a tyrant classification. So he's kind of what Umbrella, the evil zombie corporation who make all these things. That's what they want to make, and okay. all the zombies and everything else are the bio, like unwanted byproducts. Does, does it turn out that he's actually a goodie because his name is Misdirect? No, his name is Mr. X. I know, but it sounds like he's saying misdirect, so I'm assuming that, oh, this big obvious baddie must be a goodie. No, he's like this, he's <laughs> okay. just this stompy killing machine. Oh, he's okay. basically a Terminator. Okay, they and miss they the trip give, there. Yeah, they give him like a little fedora and a big trench coat, so he looks like he wants to debate feminism with you. And <laughs> it's just so funny, because he's like... But the thing, even if I'm thinking like, oh, he's just like one of those idiots on the internet who's just like, her, her, random sexist comment... He is still so genuinely terrifying because, like, he sees you, he will just stomp towards you and knock you the fuck down. Like, he is lethal. And, like, he just, like, you'll be in, like, an area, like, there are a couple of safe areas where he can't get you. Thank God. And, like, you'll just be in there and you'll hear, like, directionally around, the pl- around like, the, the police station, you'll hear stomping, like, coming and going. So he's actively always searching for you. And it is so fucking frightening because it's not just him. You've got standard zombies, which like they they do they can bite chunks out of you. They're pretty vicious and they they are kind of scary sounding because like they kind of just like eh. and then they see you and they make like really horrible blood curdling like <laughs> kind of like they get really excited because they're going to tear you apart. You know one thing I do really like about the zombies mm-hmm. is that unlike basically every video game ever. Um, they're, like, really diverse in, like, not not just, like, race and gender, but even body types. Yeah, no, you get different body types, which is really cool. Which is nice to see, because that just makes it feel more real, because... Because, quite... like, like, I love that whole thing of, like, yeah, like, look at all, like, every person in video games and, and the thing is, like, every woman is a size zero and every man is a brick shithouse. It's like, that's no... Stop. Because quite often in zombie games, it'll be the same like build. Three it's the same like build yeah. of the same guy. Yeah, <laughs> who's yeah. all the zombies <laughs> in a, in a game, and just seeing a bit more of a diverse thing just makes that feel it's, more yeah. real. It, it's cool. Yeah. It is. Um, you also get liquors, which are not fun. Those things are basically blind. Um, so if you walk very quietly, you can just about get past them most of the time. Now, the problem when Mr. X is loose is that he walks quite fast. So if he's chasing you down a corridor and there's a liquor on the ceiling, what do you want to do? <laughs> you got to deal with one of them. you got to deal with one of them. Or both. You know, it's just, oh shit. It's just moments just... of just genuine stomach-clenching dread. <laughs> I think that's just a moment where the only answer is run. Run and pray to fucking whatever you find sacred that that liquor is going to get stuck on level geometry. (laughs) (laughs) The puzzles are a lot less, like, kind of ass-backwards and strange. Like, you know, oh, you have to turn this statue to, like, 45 degrees and eat a banana and then, like, do do the running man for exactly 30 seconds because if you do it over, then you'll just game over. That sounds like you've played some old Sierra adventure games. (laughs) I have indeed. Too many, I would say. Um, So it's still a bit weird because... And they kind of explain it away, going, oh, yeah, the... um, the, the police station is an ex-museum. And it's like, ah, fucking, it's Resident Evil. Fine, it's okay. Uh, Sherry's in it, Ada's in it. A- I love Ada's redesign. 
uh, where she's actually like she's still dressed pretty inappropriately, but when you encounter her, she's in like a trench coat, which is way more fucking functional than an evening dress. Yeah. Um, the part with Sherry that a lot of people will probably remember from the original, where she's running through the sewers and getting a, getting stun locked by cockroaches, that's not a thing. Uh, they've changed that area entirely. You still have a moment where you play a Sherry, but I won't spoil it. Um, the spiders have been removed, thankfully, because I guess they thought they were a bit too campy for like this this really realistic looking game. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they took out the spiders. Um, but yeah, other than that, like, I, there's a lot of nice touches. Like, uh, you can unlock the original look uniforms and the costumes for the characters. So you get, like, Claire and Leon's original Resident Evil 2 yeah. kind of gear. Um, Can't you get the original models if, if you've you got it on PS4? PS4? Yeah, if you've got the PS4 version, you have the upscaled original models, which blows my fucking mind. <laughs> that is so cool. You've got as many, like, polygons in the entire model yeah. as the modern one has in, like, like Leon's a, like nose. A, yeah, yeah. Well, even then, holy hell. But yeah, so that's, that's really cool. Also, I found out that if you equip... Claire's noir costume. So she's like got like a like a detective kind of costume called her noir. It just sets the game in black and white. Really, it's so cool. Okay, that's pretty rare, it's actually. so cool. It's just like that's... I thought. I thought noir the noir outfits looked a little silly. They look but silly. you're telling me that. That's actually amazing. yeah. It's really cool. Um, also, you can because I think I'm not sure if it's just because the I got the edition, the the fan, slightly fancier edition, but. You can change between the remake soundtrack and the original soundtrack, mm. which I love the original soundtrack. So, like, Mr. X bursts out and it's got the do do like the, the panic music mm-hmm. from the original, and it's just like, I find it way more calming because, like, the safe room music from Resident Evil 2 is one of the most calming pieces of music ever. I will say, me. it is something I don't really. Uh, the one thing I feel that is a, a, a legit misstep. Is not using that safe room music. They could have just upscaled or just re just re recorded it. Yeah, yeah, just re recorded it. I think that because that's so synonymous with Resident Evil Two. Yeah. That's just like that's the that's the soundtrack when you think. Of I mean, Resident I guess Evil it was 2. so they could sell you the classic soundtrack. I mean, I guess that's probably. I wonder if that's the reason. If if they oh, really are that cynical, it is Capcom after all. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But no, like, um, it is terrifying, and it is, like, it feels how scary the original, like, like there's a little girl playing Resident Evil 2 at the time, it captures that kind of genuine dread and fear, and, like, I don't want to leave the safe room, because I don't know what's out there. Would you say it does the same thing that Doom 2016 did? Yes. Of, of it, 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 it was... Absolutely. It made a modern version of what the game used to feel like when yeah. you were a kid. No, absolutely, yeah. yeah. It it does it, and it does it. It's how you remember. The That's original. how I remember it. Yeah, yeah. it's just oh, it's so fucking scary, you guys. <laughs> it's really scary. Like fucking poor Longfang. Like he's he's doing better with it than I am. He completed like Claire A, and he's working through Leon B, and like he's having trouble yeah. with with Mister X because he is so fucking frightening. So I'm gonna have I'm gonna power through it at some point, but God, I'm not looking forward. <laughs> it's like I really want to play it, but I'm too scared. To. <laughs> but yeah, and that's basically what I've been doing. I'm just getting scared of Resident <laughs> Evil Two. So, uh, so I guess that leaves that leads us on to questions. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, when where should people and you should you should email in because we miss you. 
Where should they email in? What's the email address, Wiblet? Only drummer Matt at snipeandwib at gmail.com. What is that again? Only snipe and Wib at Only Snipe Only and Snipe and Wib. Only drummer Matt at <laughs> snipe and Wib at gmail.com. <laughs> Finally got him to heck it up. Nice. <laughs> BS. Drama Butch. On with the questions. Okie dokie, we have a number of them. Quite a lot of um Fuck Mary Kills. Cool. Okay. Well, so, we'll try and do those quickly then. Yeah. Yeah, but we'll get on to those. First up, uh, Commissar Mohawk Reek. Good name. I like what is your favourite character on TTS? Uh, Obi-Wan Sherlock Clues. And I'm going to add in the, the side note of you're not allowed to pick your own or each other's characters. Oh! Because that's just too easy for you. Okay, <laughs> fine. Um, I say Rogal Dawn is my favourite. Rogal Dawn's, Rogal Dawn's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, apart from the Emperor, because fucking, oh, so good. I, <laughs> I do really, uh, I, I have to say, I, I do very much enjoy um, uh, Drago, because they managed to, <laughs> they've managed to write a character that is fundamentally a, a kind of lol, so random character, but not feel like that. Yeah, yeah. So I do, I do genuinely enjoy him. I think it's mostly just the, the phrase, leave that cow alone. It's just <laughs> emblazoned in my brain. And leave I, that I cow alone. I cannot forget it. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. What um, about you, drummer butt? Well, I am allowed to choose your characters because okay. I'm oh, okay. not you, so... That's fine. Although if I would have to go for one, it would have to be Matilda. <laughs> <laughs> I can't blame you If then. I had to choose one of you. Everyone loves Matilda. It makes She's me feel the best. So, it makes me feel so fuzzy because I'm like I do the mouth noises of her, and that makes me very, very happy. Actually, to be fair, I, I do kind of feel that um, quite. It's one of those things where it generally depends on what episode I've seen last is what. Uh, yeah, yeah. What yeah. character I like most? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like dogs. Your most recent, the most recent dog you saw is your favorite yeah. dog. Yeah. Like. All right. Moving on. Angry small. Angry smart. Angry smart. So smart, so angry. They are DMing for three friends. Nice. Um, and they want to thank us for our amazing advice of freaking them out for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> it's great fun, isn't it? So, Ooh. their method of doing it... Okay. ...is that so every time their characters sleep, except for long travels and a few other bits, mm. um, they have a dream. So, so And every now and then, one um, once in every couple of sessions, one, their dream becomes prophetic of something. Okay. But a lot of the time it isn't. But it means that they spend a lot of the time like debating about these dreams and theorising about what they might mean. And most of the time it's just bullshit dream stuff. Dude, that, that is genius! Which is, yeah, I love that. So they're, they're, it's not a question, but they're asking if, you, if, if we have any dream ideas to freak them out with. Okay, okay. Just off the top of your head. Something about an infectious disease... Because then they'll be like, shit, what, how can we contract diseases, literally do anything, and then they'll be so paranoid and they won't want to eat or drink or like, or like literally just send like, oh, as, as, you know, you know, this is after the dreams. Like, as you walk down the street, you notice like a bunch of people crowded around the, uh, the chapel area coughing quite heavily. They seem to be quite ill and they'll be like, <gasps> leave, oh, we run in the opposite direction. It'll be so funny. Or have... there's like a dog walks past you and just dies of being sick in dog related ones i was actually going to suggest you could uh, do a classic and have a large black dog following just out 
out of uh, out of so you can't really clearly see it, but you can see the silhouette oh, of it like constantly, constantly in the background of like so they keep seeing it out of the corner of their eyes. Mm. They're very aware that this large black dog is following them. Yeah, but then in make it in like game, just make that there's a large dog, black dog following them because one of them left a bit of venison out of their pack. Yeah, so and the dog's just like ooh, jerky. <laughs> they're just literally like a terrier yeah. who like follows them for a while. Yeah. Or a really big rat. So that one would actually come true, but it's, you know, yeah. but it's completely <laughs> innocuous. That sounds cool. Draw out, what about you? What evil um, things can you think something, of? Something, I mean, it's, it's something to, like, make them scared of doors or chests or some, <laughs> oh, something, yeah. just so then they get so worked up every time they have to go through a door. Be really or... insistent on describing how threatening the doors are in the dream. How they kind of look like gaping mouths begging you to enter them. Yeah, you feel and like you, you look feel... closer on the sill, and are those teeth? <laughs> An undulating menace exudes from this portal. A deep blasphemous growl, like the maw of something long since past, only riled by the stench of fresh flesh, or something. Yeah. Something, yeah. Something not that you like thought that. about this, apparently. I have not, <laughs> but now I'm super stoked. Snipe's for it. just legit afraid of doors. So. I hate doors. They're the Fair. worst. Well, yeah, you think no. you've never seen her, her near a door in a video. Yeah, because I, I, I actively have... Ne- I've gone through one door in my life. That's Never it. again. Never again. Never again. <laughs> it wasn't very good. You come through the window, usually. I usually come through the <laughs> yeah. window or make my own door. Makes going into the local GW really uncomfortable. They're used to me now. I bring my own plaster. They've made a, they've made a uh, flap, like a big cat flap for you. <laughs> yeah, but they make it a really thin cardboard so I can just walk yeah. through it. Because <laughs> to you, that's not a door. That's not. Unless it has a door with hinges. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, or it, a lot of the time what they'll do is they'll just like, because I, I broke the window, like, I, I went in there for like every, every like, it was about every Saturday evening for like a month. And, like, I just kept breaking their windows. So what they have is they have one window that is just really, really pulled tight cling film. So, like, <laughs> it's it's half to make me feel really strong, which is really nice of the manager there. Mm. And half so that I don't keep breaking their windows. Yeah. They tried sugar glass for a while, but that just got expensive. Yeah, and it just started getting, like, all the models were getting sticky, and I was kind of like... And you were getting quite sticky as well. I was getting quite sticky as well, so... You'd walk out, and they'd go... I'd I'd be covered in fucking, like... They'd be like, you've got a Stormcast attached here. And you're like, oh, sorry. I'm not buying it, sorry. Here you go. It's like, oh, did I break it? Oh, no, it just came like that. (laughs) (laughs) If it helps, barely anything is fine cast anymore. Mm Mm-hmm. Especially that, that sugar glass I keep walking yeah, through. Yeah. You're the reason. I'm the reason because I keep you getting stuck to me and Thank I keep you. breaking things. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm pretty pretty generous. All right, moving on. Um, <laughs> okay, a, bun- a bunch of fuck my kills, but one well, last sort of... I will say, uh, let us know, angry small, uh, if, if any of our ideas have been helpful. Mm. It's fine if they haven't. I just want to hear if we've really sent them into a yeah. weird paranoia yeah, spiral. I, I, I love that idea. It is, that, yeah. is, that, is that is so cool. I really like that. Um, okay, so last uh, question aside from the other ones. Um, I guess mostly directed towards Wib, but I suppose we can all answer it. Which Star Trek captain would you want to serve under? Under um, or under? <laughs> so the two guidelines. First, only major captains, as in no like special guest of the week captains. Ah, yeah. Uh, and your rank is no higher than lieutenant. Um, but your career tr- track is your choice. Yeah, so you can be science or... Hmm. Engineering. Well, I mean, I wouldn't do Archer because he's a moron. Um, yeah, but you get to pet a dog. 
dogs. The dog that causes diplomatic incidents. It does, yes. <laughs> the reg. Um, I, I wouldn't go for Janeway because she is not written as a, con- a coherent character, so might possibly get everyone killed um, frequently. Um, <laughs> so realistically, we're breaking it down to Kirk, Picard, or Cisco. Um, yeah, but if... if definitely wouldn't be Lorca, fuck no. Uh, I mean, Pike would be okay. Um, but I, I think as much as, as DS9 is my favourite Star Trek... I think it probably would have to be um, Picard because y- you just want to be around for one of his patented speeches because yeah. they're good. Oh, they're he- he'll good. Be, like, I when- mean, he always knows what to do with his hands, which is nothing. And I like that. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I feel that even though he's a bit standoffish, I feel that when you'd need him, he'd come in and he'd give you the speech that would be the exact thing you needed to hear yeah. at that time because yeah. he's very well written. <laughs> mm. um, so, like, just... Unrelated question: Did Riker be a captain at any point? Canonically, yeah. Um, he because set... if so, I pick Riker. He he is he's not been on screen as a captain in mainline continuity, so that probably wouldn't count. Then he has been a captain in various alternate fu- uh, futures, like um, all good things. You see him as a captain. Mm. Well, actually, I think he's an admiral at that point. Oh, dang! Um, of the uh, of the of the Enterprise D that's been heavily retrofitted. Hmm. Um, I'll be on his Enterprise D. Yeah. <laughs> what what, what would everyone else? Joke. You just want him to sit on you like he sits on chairs. I really do. I want him to swing his leg over my head and just crush my thighs. <laughs> Riker's a, a good guy. He knows how to play the trombone, so yeah, you know, know. He'll, treat, he'll treat you right. <laughs> he knows how to use his lips. Yes, and tongue, <laughs> and both of his fists. <laughs> <laughs> why else do you think uh, why else do you think uh, you know people get into ska music because all the horn players they know how to use their bodies yeah they do <laughs> terrifying spit valve individuals <laughs> I would go for Cisco because I think he's really cool and I'd like to hang about on Deep Space Nine yeah yeah. I'd be like hanging out with the Ferengis and not touching their ears because that'd be a bit weird yeah, it would be yeah what would you do, Matt? That is true. I, I, my initial reaction would be go to Picard, but just because he's he's a suave dude. I like him. Mm-hmm. But I think I'd actually be feel more at home on a spaceship than on a space not on a space station than a spaceship. Yeah, I think I'd make a really good security officer. So I just um, like I'd be hanging out with like Odo and and shit. So I think I can do that. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. And then like there's a bar there, so I can just like go and have a drink. Yeah, I mean to be fair, like I, I I couldn't hope to be anything more than a a non commissioned officer because I'm okay. An idiot. If you can't be a non commissioned officer, then I certainly fucking like, drama mat would be because like Starfleet officers are all fucking smart and I am not. So. <laughs> You're smarter than me, so I tell you, I'd probably like I don't, I'd just be a barmaid at Quarks. <laughs> that's that's what I'd do. You two would be like fucking well. Drama mat would definitely be a science officer. I'd be one of the non- he'd, be, he'd be a science officer who does engineering and security. I'd be one of the non-commissioned officers that's standing next to one of the terminals that are rigged up to explosives every time the shields get hit. <laughs> you're, you're just the same guy who just never dies and then gets hit by the rocks that apparently uh, exist in the bridges of all starships. Yeah, it's ballast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. how space works. Space ballast. Yeah. yeah spa- you don't want. Okay, you want to be able to fly through space, but not fly too easy through space. So that's yeah, why they put the rocks uh, in there. Because weight is is a massive consideration when you're in the vacuum of space. Yeah, because like yeah. the air is um, heavy in space. Yeah, very heavy air. So shockingly so. 
but but heavy air means that it's actually really easy to pass through. Oh yeah. Weirdly, yeah. it's like it's like the denser something is, the easier it is to transmit sound. But this is the denser the air is, it, the harder it is to not just fly the fuck away in a spaceship. <laughs> That's the biggest problem. When they first sent a spaceship up, it just fucking hurtled off to Jupiter or some shit, and we didn't see it. <laughs> Haven't seen it since. Matthew, move on, please. All right. So fuck my kills. Okay. Okay. First up, um, Blood Wolf Koji. And we've got we've got one each. Okay, cool. cool. Um, so Snipe. Yeah. Saint Celestine. Oh. Howl Death Wolf. Chrome oh. Dragon Gaze. Oh. Okay. Um. Well, I'd kill Celestine because she'd be back like two minutes later. That's true. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm min maxing this. Fair. I'd I'd fuck Harold Death Wolf because. He's fine. <laughs> He's fine. He's fine. He's fine. He just, I, I reckon it'd be a bit morbid. And that's from someone who, who literally just, if I could, I would I would wear nothing but skull jewellery. So, yeah. And then I'd probably marry Crom. Because okay. then he could drag and gaze into my eyes. Aww. And I'd divorce him if he didn't use that pun. Yeah, that's every fair. day. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. But see, space wolves are basically like, they're pun and wit. Like, that's kind of, like, a necessity for them. Yeah. So I, I, I'm feeling hopeful. Okay. 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 Uh, Whip? Yes? You have Lady Malice, okay. Inquisitor Gregor Eisenhorn, a.k.a. Mm. Greg. Oh, Greg. Greg. And Ivrain. Mmm. There's some tasty, tasty people in there. Uh, now, Ivrain, I'm not really, like, super, like, familiar so uh, kill with, with with um, her because I never really read the Gathering Storm stuff, and I'm not far enough through Dark Imperium the novel. <laughs> um, so I mean, who who are you gonna kill? Probably kill Ivrain because you don't know them. I guess. Uh, but she, she is, uh, you know, she does represent uh, the Eldar, and you know what? You know, sample the fine bounty of. of of the universe. Okay, but don't act as if they're like a basket of fruit to just go and well, no, I, have I, a bit of. Well, no, I... I, I <laughs> Respect I, your partners, I, Whip. I, I approach the fuck, marry, kill question as if everyone is absolutely fine with it. Oh, no, yeah. And I, like, they're like, basically like, hey, do you want... Like, the fuck one is like, hey, do you, they, they, they're basically like, hey, do you want a fumble? And you're like, yeah, sure. Um, So I'd probably, I'd probably fuck her and what, then... Ivrain. Yeah. Mm. And um, who was the first one? Lady Malice. Um, oh, she's she's not very nice though. I probably kill Lady Malice because mm, someone has Dark to. Eldar and all that. Yeah, they're, and... they're kind of mean. Yeah. Oh, are you going to marry our Greg? And I guess that means I'm marrying Greg. I guess, nice. I guess I'm marrying Greg. Well, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Greg rules, okay. Greg rules, okay. Yeah, I, I mean that that that's that's all you need need really. Yeah, that sentence. Yeah, yeah. he knows how to suck dick and throw knives. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, fair. Yeah. All right, drummer Matt. Yeah, in a surprise thirty k twist, I have Nathaniel Garrow. <gasps> oh, that's not fair. He got the hottie. Natara <laughs> Saren. Oh no! You got the best character. And Conrad Kurz. You, you got, got, got Batman. The, you got. Oh my god! This is blatant favoritism. Because <laughs> that sounds like one hell of a fucking evening, dude. Um, yeah. Can I have all three? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fuck all three. That and marry them as well. All right, no, so I'm going to... Because remember last time we said that we'd fuck a space marine because we want to, we want yeah. to survive after well, that. Well, no, I'm going for... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fuck Comrade Kurz because oh. he, he's chaosy. 
Yeah. And I feel like it, 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 it that had opened more doors to me as, oh, be, as just to trying him out little, just to fuck. Like, he'd be a little freaky, huh? Mm, which yeah. I don't he know might, if he's be, that's best to marry into. Yeah, but, but like maybe you're into waterworks because that's yeah, what that means okay. in regards to sexual yeah, fetish. Yes, it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, let's, let's not let's not dwell on that at all. Let's move um, on. So Google in it. terms of killing and marrying, I mean, Latara Saren is like gets on okay with Angron, so I feel like she'd have some very good inv- conversations. Oh yeah, definitely. So she's also she is like the ultimate. Lady. She, she shot yeah. a space marine in the face with a lasgun, knowing it wouldn't do dick to him to prove a point. Like, yeah, so I mean, yeah, she, yeah. So I'm gonna have to marry, marry her. Mm. Yeah, and yeah. just and fuck Garrow. Oh, kill off, kill off. Um, oh, you're gonna kill Garrow? Yeah. yeah, I don't really know much about him, but I looked him up, and he's he was apparently the first true martyr of the Church of the God Emperor, and that's I just, I just can't be bothered with that. Okay, that's fair. He is a pretty he cool guy if you've read the mm-hmm. books and audio stuff about him. Yeah, I, I have not. Okay. I'm basing it entirely on that one sentence. That's okay, fair, that's fair. <laughs> Basically. But the yeah. other two I know a bit more about him, I'm yeah. not entirely sure. So, mm-hmm. um, Okay, next up. So this one, there's, there's a couple more. I guess these are for um, everyone. So Paul, this is a kiss, marry, kill. Oh, okay. So, okay. so we're, not, we're, not ki- we're not killing them. That's fair. That's um, cool. So kiss, I'll, marry, kill. We're not kiss. killing them. Actually, it's kiss, marry, kill, but I think that might be a typo either possibly by me <laughs> okay, or so instead possibly of, me. Like, <laughs> instead of undergoing like full coital activities, we're just going to give him a bit of a kiss. We're going to have a bit, bit of a make-out. Yeah, yeah. Something okay. that's cool. Okay. That's cool. I'm okay with that. So, Brother Alphabusa, um, <laughs> Carl the Deranged, and Dr. White. Oh, I'm not comfortable with this. <laughs> it is a kiss, not a fuck, so... I mean... I, yeah, does that make it better? kill one of them, and I don't want any of them dead. <laughs> I'm, I'm basically married to Dr. White or, or Thunder Psyker. I can't tell which one. Or okay, Wib. okay I, I'll tell you what. I've got it, so do you want me to... to I'll, I'll answer for all of us. Okay. Okay. Okay, so... We're going to kiss Carl. Okay. Okay. And give him kiss curls. Um, Is this all at the same time, by the way, or do we take it in turns? Yeah, we're, no, we're all doing it at the same we're time. At the same so it's time. really messy. Okay. It's going to okay, be yeah, so yeah. messy. Uh, we'll we'll marry Alpha Booster because he's our sugar daddy. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm afraid Doctor White has has to die. And that's nothing personal, White, but that's because people keep mistaking you, me, and Thunder Psyker for being the same person. And I need to remove the competition. <laughs> Just because you guys are like, you're literally like solidus, like liquid and solid snake. You sound anything alike. People well, leave when comment, you make that voice. People leave comments on our videos sometimes. Well, like, I didn't know St- Thunder Psyker had a wife, and I don't know if they're if they're joking or not because so many people think we sound similar. But In also, that- we've been public about that we don't get it, so I don't know if. If it's a joke or not. In that, yeah. ca- if, in that case, if you're kind of the same person, I'd rather not kill Dr. White, because I'd rather accidentally kiss or marry you than accidentally kill you. <laughs> that's a really sweet thing to say, dude. Nice. Th- thank you. Um, so, I guess that's <laughs> Thank you, I suppose. Just like... okay. <laughs> I don't know who I would want to kill out of them. I... I don't want to kill anyone. No. It's fine. I gave, I gave an official answer. That's the sniping right. with... Y- yours the is the sn- canon answer. Yeah, the sniping <laughs> with seal has been time. placed on it. Yes, yeah, the hours of right. what-ifs. Yeah. All right, moving on. Our the the la- our last um, back to I think fuck Mary kill. Cool. Ibram Gaunt. Ooh, he is a fucking hottie. Seafast Kane. 
Yeah, yeah. I've, I've heard a million different pronunciations, and I've always yeah. been scared to say it out loud. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. It's another word I've never said out loud before, so who knows? Yeah. Um, Sebastian Yerick. Ooh. Now we have some tasty boys here. I'd probably marry Gaunt. I would absolutely marry Gaunt because have you yeah, seen that's... those pretty green he's, eyes? He's a good guy. He's a good guy. Um, I literally have never read anything with Kanan, um, so I know nothing about him. So he's going to get killed. However, Yarick. Yarick, you got He's the one person you got to fuck because whilst you I got to fuck that boy. because whilst uh, whilst I don't think he's someone who would be stable enough for you to be around. All oh no, the time. but that means like like. But the thing is, for a good old good old like you know roll in the hay, it it would be life changing. This is someone who commits <laughs> to things they do like outrageously. Yeah, he has a tank. His, his like tank. His personal bane blade is called the Fortress of Arrogance. <laughs> And because it was spread around, like orcs My thought... My brain just referred to, like, well, that must mean he refers to his bed as the Fortress of Fucktown. <laughs> Maybe he does. I want to go to the Fortress of Fucktown. And when he heard the orcs thought that he could kill them with just a, a look, because he was like, because, like, orcs think he's he's fucking crazy. He had a laser installed in his fucking skull so he can literally look at you and kill you. You could start a rumour about it that orcs think that his dick is way too huge and, like, automated and, like, equipped to, like, satisfy any, like, anatomy. So he'd get a sex and he'd servitor, get, like, a, like, installed. He'd get, like, an amazing servitor <laughs> dick just to service you with to frighten orcs. Although my only worry is that he'd be a bit like Patrick Bateman in the way that he wouldn't be staring in a mirror while, like, flexing and fucking you. But he'd be staring at a picture of, like, Gazcool being like, Ugh! There'd be a picture of himself. No, there'd be a picture of himself on the back of your head. <laughs> and then and you'd have to wear a Gazcool mask. <laughs> yeah, basically, same answers as yeah, Red here. Uh... I gotta know how fucking weird Yarrick does. I have to. <laughs> You yeah, don't, you, not, you I, don't I, I name can't. you don't name something the Fortress of Arrogance if you don't have something weird going on. There. The Fortress of Fucktown. <laughs> Take me to the Fucktown, Yarrick. Yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't argue with that logic. To be honest, yeah. it, it is kind of impeccable logic there. <laughs> so is that is that is that us for uh, that is us done? Yep. Okay, well, thank you very much for all the emails, everybody. Yeah, no, really enjoying those fuck marry kills. They are very fun and just silly to do. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. um, uh, last time I did a bad enough job of making anyone else want to play um, Just Cause because no one took my offer with a free copy. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Oh, shit. Right? Okay. So... Well, the thing is, if they didn't want it now, they won't won't want it now. Well, they absolutely won't want it now unless they're like, heard this and now they're like, well, I feel bad the drama mats tried to do something yeah. nice. Now you'll get like eight people <laughs> being like, I need it. Maybe the offer's still there. I still have a free copy, but <laughs> I don't think I don't think I'd recommend it. Like a thousand people have listened to the podcast and they're just like, <laughs> yeah. no, nah, I'm okay. Nah, actually, no, thank you. doesn't sound great. It's like, yeah, I don't, I don't blame you. <laughs> I guess it is. I guess like when when you badmouth a game, it is kind of like walking into a room and going. So I just bought this plate of chips and they taste really shitty. They like, taste honestly, exactly really, like dogs' buttholes. Like, they taste like literally like a dog's asshole and they're really rubbery and horrible. Do you want any? And also a pigeon did a <laughs> yeah. shit on one of them. And it's that combined with the fact that there's technically only one game that I can give out. So it's the last one. So no one wants it anyway. 
Yeah. Yeah, or at least true. any British person listening doesn't want to. Oh, I can't mm. take the last one. That'd be rude. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that fucking... Okay, like, quick <laughs> anecdote time. We had a band meeting at our old house where we all bought, like, snacks and biscuits and chips and stuff, like, uh, crisps and stuff. And just as everyone was leaving, I literally went through and looked at every packet of crisps and biscuits. There was one left in every single packet. And I stood there and I had a fucking meltdown. All these <laughs> British fucks. I was like, do you have any fucking idea how painfully British that is? I demand that you finish a packet. And no, one, no one had the fucking guts to do it. You don't want to be rude like, and well, have the last wanna, one. don't want to have the last after eight. So I was like, fine, I'll have the last of everything. And then I watched as all the English people stared at me mortified as I ex- exerted my immense power that none of them could match. Yep. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. As, which is why, like, as an Australian, like, I will eat the last of anything. Even like, even, like, species, children, animals, friends DVDs. I don't fucking care, mate. I'll I eat it. I say ass. Ass. I'll eat the last ass. You want me to eat ass? I'm fucking eating everyone's ass. Down to the no, last, no, just the last one. Well, now that people can clip that piece of audio... Um... Right. Snipe goes insane and declares she will eat every ass. Dot MP4. And now we have the title for the podcast. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> thank you all for listening everybody <laughs> thank you very much for listening I've been Snipe he's been Wib and he's been Drummer Matt and if you'll excuse me I'm off to eat a blasphemous amount of ass <laughs> goodbye everybody bye bye <laughs> <laughs> blasphemous amount of ass